Hey kids! Welcome to Monster of the Week! Today we'll be talking about pre-modern magic. Uh, let's just get into it. This is uh, constructing old school magic. Monster of the Week. Yeah, this is how we chill from 93 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 This is how we chill from I do believe I have an Anton out there. Hello, Anton. Hello, Seb. How are you? I am fine. Awesome. What are we talking about today, Anton? Today we are deep diving into more convoluted combo stuff in Premodern. Uh, yes. I think it has started to become our thing here. Uh, like yeah. Whenever and we're I'm bored. learning. I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but really, what we're going to talk about today is the fourth rule of Premodern. Mm-hmm. And you are supposed to ask, what's the fourth rule of yeah, premodern? Yeah, exactly. Seven? That's that's what I was uh, wondering. I don't even know the first rule of premodern. Uh, you don't talk about premodern? Uh, almost, almost. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll, I'll cover that rule? later. Okay. The fourth okay. rule of premodern is also known as the Harrison rule. So basically, uh-huh. it says. First, encountering it, a player shall post a link or a photo of a doomsday list with future sight and uh, ebony charm in it, and ask. But how does it win? <laughs> That's the fourth rule of premodern, and okay. today we will give out the answer because we have Mr. Anthony Harrison with us, mm-hmm. uh, the founder of like any viable doomsday list in this format. Uh, so welcome, Anthony. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I will say Anthony, that it, it gives me it gives me no greater joy than when whether it's in the Discord or in any of the Facebook groups that somebody just either posts a link or a picture of the deck and they're like, what, what even is this? And then I just, I just wait, I wait for the, if I, if they really don't seem like they're getting it, I'll comment and and explain. But Mm -hmm. otherwise I I want them to have that, like that light bulb moment of. Yeah. There's like, there's actually an ongoing, I'm not going to say joke, but like a competition of some sorts or like a test of strength or who's to show someone. But like, basically the rule is, if you ask the question, you have 10 minutes to figure it out yourself mm. be- before you get help. And mm-hmm. so far, there's been, I think, one in the history of Discord or Facebook that has actually on their own figured it out. And I think it was Jax. Uh, not sure. Uh, I might miscrediting someone else here. But yeah, that's the thing. Do not give out the answer too quick. And this is regarding to uh, a specific 
Doomsday deck or in general that combo? Or it, yeah, it's the it's the specific kill that I kind of first mm-hmm. kind of came up with and like actually it's like I think the first three uh, monthlies that I played it in back in like 2018 um, that I like mm. managed to top eight with, but it's just like you know if you if you made the elimination rounds, you had to post a picture of your deck in the yeah. in the monthly thread, and so mm. I was so I mean I obviously I was happy that I did that the inaugural list did well enough to to make top eight, but what made me even more happy was posting the list that like I didn't share it with anybody, I didn't talk about it with anybody, I just kind of brewed on it, brewed it and, and workshopped it kind of on my own mm-hmm. just so that I could have that joy of posting it with no fanfare or explanation and just watching the notifications <laughs> come in and all the comments of like, what even is this? And then I, I, I resolved. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to answer. I'm going to let, I had to figure <laughs> this out. So, so, so do they. Um, yeah. but, but that's awesome. Like that, that's, that's when you know, that you've done it like you yeah. actually like wrote history basically yeah. like okay when it's that like unintuitive of a combo kill but it mm. works and you know people they won't get it that's the dream anthony you yeah. you managed it yeah it, it is yeah and we've been deep we've been really deep in combo territory yeah uh, regarding this so it will be interesting to see if uh, you will let me get to figure this out with the help of you guys later on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so like the outline of today is n- normally we have like a, I don't know, a current tournament win or top eight or whatever. Uh, but Anthony, you have uh, been pretty a, a occupied, new, new, pretty occupied. You got a kid and like switched work and uh, whatever. But but like, obviously you're, you're still a monster of the week, but let, let, let's like we we don't have a tournament per se that we have to look back to but like we'll talk doomsday today right yeah yeah i'm i am pretty happy with the um i I did pretty well in the 2021 spring fling um with kind of like a new version that i'm a little i'm a little surprised people like people have continued to play doomsday and they'll they'll post Mm -hmm. pictures or links um, but that build with Enlightened Tutor hasn't really caught on all that much, and I, and I think it's pretty good. So, but I went yeah. I went a six two um, in that tournament, which um, I think speaks to some level of viability. Yeah. And I should probably dust it off and uh, and start trying it again now that I am on this podcast and I feel honor bound to start playing free modern again. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. That that's that's what we want. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've had a bunch of people playing different type of combo decks on, and usually they are the grindy type of people. So it's not like they found a deck and they just happenstance won a tournament or anything. Uh, so I think this is a good way into uh, this deck anyhow. And a six-two, that's really good. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah. In 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 that big uh, of a tournament. Yeah, that's a win in my book for sure. <laughs> but so, uh, we, we should just mention before we deep dive. Sorry. Uh, so, like for for listeners who play contemporary magic like Legacy, uh, they probably know Doomsday as like a one card uh, kill combo for three black. Like Thassa's yeah. Oracle uh, came out in Modern Horizon one or two. I don't remember. Uh, it like, came out it, in Theros Beyond Death. Ah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. 
Of course, you knew it, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, let's just say that's the easy way. And before that, we had Laboratory Maniac, which also is the easy way. So like when I started playing Legacy in like 2009, um, Doomsday was this like, you had to be this prodigy to actually play it. You had to have like thousands of hours of reps to figure out like 54 different piles uh, to readily put on in on 30 second decision making. Mm-hmm. Um this is more this pre-modern era. This is more that type of uh, thing. But you you kind of streamline it, Anthony. So, yeah. um, with that said, like, should we should we cover a like yeah. basic list? I think so. Yeah. Um, we can go into the pre-modern territory. But you just briefed over like doomsday. And we lost seven. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we just like. Uh, so what we need are you got you guys talking generally about piles and everything. But for those who don't know anything about Doomsday, mm-hmm. uh, what, what are we trying to do? Usually, historically, also with sure. Doomsday. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, just for again, and anybody who's whether you know uh, maybe you don't play contemporary magic, maybe maybe Doomsday is this weird card with a bunch of text. It's a black sorcery for three black. Uh, you basically search your library and your graveyard for five cards exile the rest of them, uh, stack those five cards into your library in any order, and then lose half your life rounded up. Um, and so it is kind of very much an all-in card. You're losing half your life rounded up, and you're basically saying, like, I'm going to choose five cards, and mm. this is what I have for the rest, <laughs> for, for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I actually dove back into the dojo, like those really, really old... Um, you know, like magic forums, uh, trying to find out like, and this was, this was a long, long time ago because I, when I, when I also was first kind of um, intrigued by legacy doomsday back in like 20, uh, 2012 around, mm-hmm. um, I was like, well, why was this card banned and restricted in formats in the first place? Uh, and it's, yeah, and it's a weird, weird setup that this is the only thing that I could find. And it's, it's pretty close to what to what you dug up of basically in vintage in type one you were setting up infinite loops with like black lotus lion's eye diamond regrowth and time twister exactly so you'd need Uh, yeah you'd need a couple of extra cards in your hand because time twister is drawing seven cards um so i think you'd need like two extra cards in your hand and then the re you're you're generating you're getting it so that you're always drawing the regrowth to regrowth your time twister and do it all over again. And then you can either win yeah. with like a brain geyser, a lightning bolt, you know, a- anything that you can add in to that pile. Apparently that was good enough to get restricted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it also kind of got restricted because we had type one and type 1.5 and they had like similar, they had the exact same, no, everything that was restricted got banned. Yeah. Right. So uh, before that, they banned everything and then uh, enter le- legacy, I guess. Uh, mm. And that's like late 90s, 99 or something like that, right? Uh, and then things got like unrestricted, unbanned <laughs> in a sense. Yeah, they, uh, they separated think, the formats and then separated yeah. the banned and restricted less. So that's when legacy and vintage became a thing. Mm-hmm. And from what I dug up, uh, basically... Um, I read about Menendian, clearly, gosh, father, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> number one. Uh, 
the team Mindek took put together like in vintage uh, uh, tendrils, gush, fastbond, pile. You can play Mind's Desire, and they have in that uh, version they use Beacon of Destruction. I haven't seen it since <laughs> being used, but uh, that's just like repetition of that's basically a lightning bolt right yeah it's five five damage and then it shuffles back in so it's like exactly. you get like so, four or five you know five or so copies of mind's desire you can deal anywhere from like 20 to 30 damage and then there were like tendrils of agony piles with with yogmoth's will that were also yeah wait, wait i think is, is beacon is that an instance you can you can respond to the storm triggers on the stack by yeah. casting it okay okay awesome and shuffling. okay it's it's a it's right. a it's a pretty hilarious kill uh, yeah, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, what? What I read was basically that they just took everything that was restricted and put it into <laughs> to the Doomsday deck, the, all the best cards or whatever. But, uh, but isn't that like just like long deck philosophy? Like you play the restricted yeah. cards and you have a combo yeah. kill, and like it it will be insanely broken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and we might mention ill-gotten gains also being, and you already mentioned like tendrils there, Anthony. So we have clear. We're mentioning a bunch of cards that are not allowed to be played in pre-modern. But uh, that only highlights yeah. the difficulty that yes. that, <laughs> that that it took surmounting to figure out how to how to actually get something in in the format to work with Doomsday. Mm. Um, yeah, and there were tons of different builds across the years in Legacy. Uh, yeah. For a while, Mystical Tutor. For a long while, a long surprising mm -hmm. while, Mystical Tutor yeah. was was legal. Um, so there was like a deck called Fetchland Tendrils that it was like three or four colors and and had a, I, it had a lot of Fetchlands in it. So they called it Fetchland Tendrils. <laughs> I, of course, they did. <laughs> okay, all right. That, <laughs> that's magic deck naming, I guess. Um, yeah. But even when Mystical Tutor got banned, um, I want to say that was like 2010, 2011 or so, um, yeah. you still had a lot of really ridiculous ways to, to kind of break Doomsday and Legacy. You had Sensei's Divining Top. I mean, a lot of the piles in pre-modern involved Chromatic Sphere as kind of that f free draw spell that, that you put a mana mm. in early. But Gitaxian Probe, which is just a literal free draw spell. Um, yeah. And you had, all, yeah, you just had a bit, I, I remember like, just whipping up a spreadsheet of piles and just memorizing it because I yeah. I was drawn to the deck because it was described like again it's like yeah you've got to be you got to be crazy smart to yeah. play this deck I'm like well I'm smart I can play mm -hmm. it um, <laughs> it had this mystique but, of just being like oh it's 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 secretly the best deck in the format but nobody knows yeah. how, nobody yeah. knows how to play it it's like that's it's cool but it's not it's it, that's not quite true. Um, from what I remember, it, you you can go in so many directions, even though you're playing like the uh, playing the storm version or whatever. Mm -hmm. You mentioning Sensei Divining Top, Gitaxian Probe, uh, Anton mentioning the uh, like Laboratory Maniac, getting to win uh, with having no library. So there's many many different directions that you need to be aware of what your opponent is. Yeah, like having it in hand and like yeah. in those formats, there's force of will and all of that yeah. stuff also. So, but it's fu it's funny that like, like uh, you you actually fit the description pretty well, Anthony. Like all the prejudices about uh, Doomsday, like you have to be smart. Yeah, well, you're actually like you're a PhD student and like you, you yeah, uh, you wear glasses and you, <laughs> you're true. like book smart and like math. So yeah, uh, kudos. <laughs> <laughs>
the, the exception right the exception alley. that proves the rule i don't know yeah, i don't know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah so i i mean i actually started playing pre-modern in early 2018 i know the i know the format's uh a, a bit older than that when uh martin berlin kind of first started mm. kind of popular uh, or maybe not popularizing it but started posting about it I think yeah. I mean I think it was like a channel fireball article or or some maybe even a YouTube video that like yeah, I think you you and Larson uh, did a channel fireball article in like 2018 yeah and that was just like yeah. internationally known yeah I was like well this is like these are like all my favorite cards I mean this is I mean yeah. I started playing when in 1995 I was like in the first grade uh, when I first started playing Magic but you know that 95 that's like you know fifth edition Ice Age that kind of era um, yeah. so these I mean it's like I, w I was playing standard in like Odyssey block, you know, Odyssey onslaught block, um, mm. and I, f I feel like that's a pretty common um, thing for people. You know, people they either playing like during Tempest or like Odyssey. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. Everybody, like blue. That's why blue green madness is like everybody's first. Uh, yeah, for sure. Pretty modern <laughs> yeah, deck. Yeah. But I was just brew and I was just brewing like like Turbo Land decks. I was like I was like man, I I just love drawing a billion cards off a horn of greed um so i was just bringing a ton of those decks and it was like maybe a couple of months into playing the format that i was just like you know this format has lotus petal dark ritual lion's eye diamond and doomsday all unbanned um mm -hmm. and i had been playing doomsday it's just sitting there they're man. just sitting <laughs> there and i'd been playing doomsday in every format it was legal in uh -huh. like i at the time, I I did own power, and I I, I had no proc. I could play Doomsday Vintage, no proxy. Yeah. I was I was in Massachusetts at the time, and we had sanctioned FNM Vintage, uh, which was pretty Sweet. ridiculous. I had the Lion's Eye Diamonds because I I played Doomsday and Legacy. I was just like this. I mean, Doomsday is my favorite card. There's gotta be something. And I was just bashing my head against the wall with like three wishes into. You know, like Lion's Eye Diamond, Lion's Eye Diamond, Ill-Gotten Gains. I'm trying to find some Ill-Gotten Gains Brain Freeze pile. Yeah, Brain Freeze is probably the first go-to you yeah. think of, right? And it's bad. Like the you just can't get the <laughs> you just can't get the storm count high enough. Yeah. I mean, like with only mm. you, the moment that you start requiring, oh, you need other specific cards in hand. You need a certain amount of mana available. Like mm. you're really reducing the value of Doomsday, which is like this one card assemble everything, put it all together, like, you know, one card combo approach. The minute you start saying like, okay, well you actually need like two lion's eye diamonds and a dark ritual and a draw spell. Yep. It's yep. like, okay, well, why aren't you just, you could be doing like intuition for three ill-gotten games. And that's probably way better at that point. Um, <laughs> but this was 2018 and guilds of Ravnica had just come out. And I, I know that we're probably talking about way more non pre-modern cards than your average, um, but we're, we're building up here to, to like the, yeah. the but whole it's in, thing. So yeah, but keep, it's important to the story because Guilds, yeah, of exactly. Guilds of Ravnica just came out and this weird enchantment just came out that introduced a new kill to Legacy Doomsday, which had just been like all in on, uh, you know, like a draw spell, Lion's Eye Diamonds, and then Burning Wish for Tendrils or, or Laboratory Maniac. Um, but Experimental Frenzy is a red enchantment for four mana and it's basically i'll i'll bear I'll, I'll uh i'll spoil myself here but it's basically future sight you can look at the top card of your deck and you can play it as if it's from your hand the problem is you can't play cards from your hand uh, but that's fine as long as all you need to do is just play cards off the top and so mm. there was this new legacy kill uh that was very briefly played but it would basically generate an infinite loop 
with three LEDs, tendrils of agony, and another doomsday. So you could generate nine black mana from your LEDs, tendrils them for non-lethal, most likely, but that would gain you the life, to the, mm -hmm. and you'd still have three black mana to cast a second doomsday, which would put all of those cards back in your deck. And so you could just infinitely cycle through and tendrils them out for an infinite amount. And I looked at okay, that. So wait, yeah. wait, 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 we'll stop here because this is very crucial for pre-modern stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that we have two doomsdays in the loop here. So the, the doomsday you cast from your hand, mm -hmm. uh, while it's resolving, you're exiling all other but five cards. But once it's done resolving, it actually goes into the bin. Goes to the graveyard, yeah, yeah. So you have five yeah. cards, and exactly. So, uh, so j j that we're not leaving out that detail yeah. because it's very important. There. Yeah. It's incredibly important. Yeah, the the fact that it it, it is not so often used, but yeah, do, do Doomsday searches your library and your graveyard. So yeah, you can put that original Doomsday back in the deck. And so I looked mm. at that kill, and I was like, all right, well, we have Lion's Eye Diamond in pre-modern. We don't have Experimental Frenzy. But we do have Future Sight, and we don't have Tendrils because it's unfortunately banned. But we have all manner of spells that can drain the opponent for life. And so I just went to a, a magic search engine. I was just, just show me every spell in uh, pre-modern that drains the opponent for at least one. Because I, in I initially thought, well, if you've got two Lion's Eye Diamonds, that's six mana. Three for Doomsday. You could drain life the opponent yeah, for one, one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that would work. Uh, there's a, a siphon soul. I don't actually know if siphon that was originally printed in legends. I don't know. I don't know if it got reprinted in anything, but there's, there's, yeah, there's did, multiple. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, it got printed in Chronicles. But anyway, so I came across Ebony charm, which is just the best because it only costs one black mana. Um, it, one of its modes is draining for one. Uh, another yeah. mode is getting, giving a, tr a creature fear. And then the other yeah, one is awesome. <laughs> exiling three cards from an opponent's graveyard, which has totally come up. Um, yeah. But it's also like the most niche, and I was just like, this no deck uses this. This is this, you get extra style points in addition for being mana efficient. And so that yeah. that was kind of the is like looking at that existing legacy deck made me realize that we had analogs to all of those cards already legal in the format, and so. Yeah, it was just it was like filling it with a bunch of free mana, some cantrips, Limb Duel's Vault as kind of the like what seemed to be the best tutor available, uh, mm -hmm. Doomsday's some disruption in mana, and then I called it a deck and uh, did pretty well with it for a few monthlies. I guess until people started realizing uh, some of the ways to play around it. <laughs> but like this must have been like your eureka moment, like when you found Ebony Sharp, like. Eureka! Exactly. Nope. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. I was like, this yeah. is... And so, well, it, it took some goldfishing because I was just like, eh, you just compare this to like every other Doomsday kill in, in a format and you're like, I need to resolve a five mana enchantment, really? It was like, oh, wait, but <laughs> you kind of have four Black Lotuses in the deck, so it's yeah. it's really not yeah. that bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, wow, yeah. Good, good uh, like, backstory to, to come to this point. Mm. What, what do you say, Seb? 
Yeah, I remember when we tried out all different sort of like back in the day combo decks. I don't even think we <laughs> glanced at Doomsday. The Pro's Bloom is probably the uh, why stuff is uh, and like. But that didn't actually do anything. It was too slow and too clunky, uh, what mm. we had then. So, um, yeah, I think it's pretty cool to, like, get to working with your library rather than, like, having, uh, setting up your hand and everything in, in that sense. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have played Doomsday in other formats, and it's way easier, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't know. It's so, uh, it's but but still, yeah. still, I've lost many a times when I just put the like when I just decide, okay, okay, this is what I need to do, and then I put it like this is my library now, and then I go draw the first card to do something, and I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I have at least one like recorded match on YouTube uh, of where. Um, I'm trying to remember if it was if it, if it was like in a monthly that like Andrew Walker was um, was recording. I have at least one recorded like primetime match where I resolved Doomsday, drew a card, and then scooped because I was like, nope, wrong order. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's that's the curse, and you have yes. to do it to learn. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'll also ship in. I'm playing Doomsday in. Uh, Mike Arnold's uh, pre-modern super gauntlet th this year, and this is basically why we're doing this Doomsday episode now because posting that list made people follow the Harrison rule uh, or the pre-modern rule number four. Uh, so like, the shit is on. Like yeah. people want to know more about Doomsday. But in my match, I also like went to three games, setting everything up, and I fuck it up by passing the turn. The turn I realize, fuck my first card I'm going to draw is Slate of Hand, and I have ordered my other four cards in the pile, one, two, three, four, and I have to put one or two uh, at order five, because a slate, slate of Hand is not Scry, you actually have to move the card yeah. to the bottom of the pile. And yeah, I just had to scoop, basically, I couldn't, I couldn't win from that. So like, it, it's costly, but you learn, like, now I know, yeah. Slate of Hand, you have to learn that card. It's not preordained, it's not Ponder or Brainstorm, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I think that on the... I mean, granted, yes, the, it's, this is still very much a deck where you can resolve the namesake card, uh, make just the tiniest, tiny bit of error that you think in the moment doesn't really matter. I mean, like, that game... I watched that recording, um, yeah. and, I, and, I, and that game, like, hinged upon, like, okay, do you get... What, what, do you, what do you do to draw into the pile? Do you get Chromatic Sphere, which just draws a card? Or do you get sleight of hand, which is a little weird? And in that moment, you just think, ah, it doesn't matter. A, a, a cantrip is a cantrip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah exactly, exactly. And, and then, and then you you lose the third game of a of a super tight and interesting match. Um, so yes, this is a this is a deck where you can resolve the namesake card in a totally locked position and still lose because you you made some silly little error. Um, but yeah. I but I do think that. As far as Doomsday decks have historically gone across formats, I do think mm. it is easier to play and manage than a lot of other incarnations of, of Doomsday have been. And that's kind of because, you know, usually 60 to 80% of your pile is figured out for you. Like, all pi you know, unless the Ebony Charm is in your hand or, or already in your graveyard, or already in your hand, you know that your pile needs Ebony Charm. 
And most of the time, your pile mm. needs the second doomsday. If you don't already have Future Sight in play, it's highly likely that your pile needs to have Future Sight in it. Yeah. You've got to have some mana to, to actually play these cards. So at least one Lion's Eye Diamond needs to be in, and that's four cards out of five. And I would mm -hmm. say like 90% of your piles, you know, at least three out of those four cards are going to be in them. And so then it's just kind of like, okay, well, do I have room for a Duress or an Abeyance or you know, some kind of protection spell? Do I have enough mana? Uh, what's the order of these things going to be? But um, I really think that learning how to play Doomsday in pre-modern is more about kind of getting a hold of some principles rather yeah. than like specific piles. It sounds like you're working yourself backwards. Uh, it's it's kind of easier in that sense. If if I would go about, I was like, okay, turn one, do I need Dark Ritual? What am I doing? But you're, okay, I'm... You're you're looking at the point when you're resolving the doomsday. What do I need to play? What do I need? What am What am I going for? Yeah, and and nearly all yeah, the time that, it's that makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, nearly all the time it's just like okay, I need some way of getting future sight into play. Then the next card is LED, which pays for the which pays for the doomsday, and then the usually the last card is usually the ebony charm, which oftentimes you don't even have to play in the first loop. Um, so it's it's important to note that why this has to be a drain life spell of some sort is because Doomsday is going to take half your life rounded up every time. So if you are casting Doomsday, you know the first time, let's say you you don't take any damage, the first time is going to take you down to five. The next time, the first time is going to take you down to ten. The second time is going to take you down to five. The next one's going to take you down to two because it's a half rounded up, and then your next Doomsday is going to take you down to one you can't cast any more Doomsdays because you're at one and a half of one rounded up is one. So that's why it, can, yeah. it can't be a lightning bolt. It has to be something that deals them some damage or causes them a loss of life and gains you some. Um, but if you need that mana for duress, it's fine if you don't actually play the Ebony Charm on the first loop or two. You don't really mm -hmm. need to play it until you get down to one life and you need to start actually keep getting yourself up to two so that the doomsday can then take you down to one. Mm. I, I guess we're like also for the listeners, we're going more into matchups and and piles as we're now discussing mm. uh, deeper. But this is just a, like to, for everyone to get a sense of uh, going off, I guess, uh, because there's a lot of cards. Uh, you you can't just play four of for all the pile cards, I mm -hmm. guess, right? So yeah, you need some enablers. And we, we already mentioned the the usual suspects, I guess, uh, except for the, your addition to it. Uh, but what, what what did you look at and figure out that this is too slow or this won't work or uh, getting there? Yeah, that's a really great question. The uh, Or rather, a springboard for discussion. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot... There's actually not that much uh, in, in kind of the stock Doomsday list. There's a, only a little bit of wiggle room because you really need to be loaded to the gills with a lot of the um, acceleration that the format has to offer. With Lotus, four Lotus Petals, four Lion's Eye Diamonds. Lion's Eye Diamonds just hugely important just because, I mean, A, it is a Black Lotus with a future side out. You know, the, the downside of um, the drawback of Lion's Eye Diamonds is that you have to discard your hand for that three mana. But if you're playing cards from the top of your deck, that's not really a problem. Uh, four Dark Rituals, a really handy way of getting three black, man three black mana. Either four Doomsdays, or if you're playing with Burning Wish, three. Yeah. 
mm. some number between two and four future sites. I really, I've, mm. I've just kind of, every time I try and drop down the number of future sites, I end up regretting it just because future site is just an awesome card to have in play. Like, uh, just foreshadowing a little bit on matchups. Like it's often a really great plan to just jam future site as fast as you can rather yeah, than, yeah. Yeah. rather than jam doomsday as fast as you can, because yeah. If mm. you can land that future site, you can just bury an opponent in card advantage. So I really mm. like having three or four of those. Um, you're going to need yeah. some... I think future you know, site is like being more and more played in like other... With the solution, I guess, Anton? Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. And, and like, if you're... It's... The f I think looking at it, going into the format, it seems clunky, it seems like uh, whatever, but the format can be a bit slower and when you get it to work it's really really good yeah but i Anyhow, mean i guess if we compare it to the solution where they're like okay they cast future side past the turn and they have five mana for the next turn they might like cast what a metal mage and then perhaps yeah. a more for whatever and then they pass the turn i mean it's still a very great turnout of that card but like mm -hmm. here we have eight cards that cost zero <laughs> mana we have chromatic yeah. spheres that like replaces themselves we have dark witch so it's like the the fizzle rate is of course there if you yeah. if you draw land land, but like other than that, you can play basically your whole deck yeah. uh, from yeah. your library. That's like how you build it, Anthony. So, future sight is insane in this. It's, it's so good, yeah. yeah. And then uh, and yeah, yeah, and then uh, just, uh, cutting down that fizzle rate and to ch immediately draw into your doomsday piles, you need you know yeah. somewhere between four to eight cantrips. Uh, yeah. You know, like chromatic sphere. I, I've I've played with Darkwater Egg a bit, which is the Odyssey, uh, you know, the blue-black egg. I've even played Shadow Blood Egg, which is the the black-red one in in versions oh. with with Burning Wish. Sleight yep. of Hand, very good. Uh, opt mm. Peak, there uh, Peak if you're running a Cabal Therapy. Which yeah, Peak is, yeah, yeah. is nice. <laughs> I like. I love. I think peak. that was like my the very first list. I think was rocking like four peaks and and three or four well, therapies. That's also a good start of I guess if you want to understand what you need to uh -huh. do in different situations. It's like information is actually yeah. pretty key here. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. and then you need some and disruption. You, you need like whether it's duresses. Main deck defense grid has become uh, more and more common. I, I, there's a someone in someone in Europe. I, I, I if I, I wish I had their list up in front of me, but I, I first saw mm. somebody else like realize, hey, if you're bringing these, if you're bringing defense grids in in almost every matchup, shouldn't they just be in the main deck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, and then like 18 to 20 lands, and once you tally all that up, that's pretty close to 60, so there's there's not that... You're right. There's you're not right. a ton of and, uh, and wiggle room there. Regarding the lands and like colors or whatever, because there are like uh, orange charm and whatever, other sort of yeah. combo going off pieces, but, but uh, what did you... How, did you early on just like realize okay it's mainly black and blue or yeah i think uh it was well back in 2018 abeyance was not on my radar this is a white instant from weatherlight that costs white and colorless and basically shuts off instant sorceries and activated abilities from target player and draws a card uh which yeah. should have been i mean there should be at least one there should be at least one abeyance in the main deck for any whatever way you want to build doomsday um, I think one abeyance, at least in the main deck, is a requirement just because there are just so many uh, counters, bounce, instant speed damage. There's just so many things that ruin your day that abeyance kind of yeah. stops them all. So you need so mm. some ability to, to generate more than just blue-black. But at the beginning, I was like, just blue-black. I've got bounce. I've got discard. 
tutors draw in my combo. That's all I need. And can, can we stop here and mm -hmm. can I, can I read up a sample list that you have yeah, totally. written down here? Yeah. Uh, so just just as a baseline for the listeners here, but like, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, basic blue black doomsday. Uh, and this is sorry, this is like from your later lists, I guess. Uh, Anthony, if it's if it's list are if you? it's from the primer that I that it's I it's from you? the primer. Yeah, this is okay. this is okay. a slightly more updated one. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, but okay, here goes. We have four Lion's Eye Diamond, four Lotus Petal, four Dark Ritual, four Doomsday, three Future Sight, one Ebony Charm, four Limdos Vault, four Duress, one Abeyance, one Russian River, four Chromatic Sphere, four Slate of Hand, four Del Polluted Delta, sorry, four Underground River, four Sivalu Knight Temple, I do not know how to pronounce that, <laughs> four <laughs> Ebon Stronghold, two Islands, and two Swamp. Uh, so what we see here, as you say, we have a white card in the mix of a lot of blue-black. But we have four Chromatic Sphere, mm -hmm. we have four uh, LEDs, we have four Lotus Petals. So yeah. like, we'll, we'll solve it. Right? Yeah. And oftentimes you can just sub out some number of um, some number of uh, Underground Rivers with City of Brass, because it yeah. mostly does the same thing. Yeah. Mm. But... Um, yeah, uh, I think we should mention like what has happened since you since you played Doomsday a lot, Anthony. Is Show and Tell got unbanned? Uh, I I I actually tried to now in my Doomsday deck and like yeah, they're only for Future Sight obviously, but like you can turn one Future Sight now with uh, Show and Tell or turn two like consistently. So that's that's good. Your list uh, made me a believer when I when first when Show and Tell first got unbanned. Uh, and again, this is what, like, I am not really playing. I'm always, always tinkering with lists. I'm always throwing lists together. But I had a good, like, yeah. you know, two or so years where I just really wasn't playing monthlies all that much. Um, and, like, three different people came out of the woodwork to either hunt me down on the Discord or on Facebook and uh, and <laughs> asked me, hey, Show and Tell just got unbanned. Are you going to play it in Doomsday? And, like, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just gave this, like, initial dismissal of just being like, I don't know, like... How many are mm -hmm. you really going to play? It's it's only good if you already have Future Sight in hand. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I just don't see it. And then I saw your gauntlet list that has two of them. And I started thinking, like, maybe there could be some utility to it. I was like, I started thinking, I was like, man, this actually enables some pretty cheap piles. This makes, mm -hmm. there are some, some past the turn piles that become really, really cheap. Um, yeah. With show and tell of it, with just a single show and tell available, and man, if you've got four future sites and like two show and tells, the ability to go like a tap land that generates two mana, whether that's like mm -hmm. Surprise and Scary, Peat Bog, Evan Stronghold, the Merfolk Temple, we don't know how to pronounce it. You can yeah. you can very <laughs> easily go yeah like turn two uh, show and tell a future site, and I started testing it. I'm like this is this is actually really good. Um, so I've, I've been telling people there is a ton of unexplored design space for pre-modern doomsday. Like I, I, I do not have it all mm -hmm. totally figured out. Uh, there's tons of even totally different win cons that are, are kind of beyond the scope of this episode. Uh, there is a ton to do with, uh, doomsday and future site. And like I said, I feel honor bound to start playing again. So we're going to, we're, I'll, I'll tackle some of these questions in the monthlies. But but this is like this is a good uh, like just a pause here because Seb you like you're the pedagogical uh, dude here but like take a pause. So where we're at right now at Doomsday is 
you actually made it simple enough for people. Like, if you have Future Sight and you have Ebony Charm and you have two Doomsday in the loop, things will solve out. You don't have to have 50 different piles in your head, like, on the go here. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's the baseline. That's the baseline. Mm -hmm. And you covered some um, cantrips here. Uh, honorable mention, I want to say, that I really, really wanted in the deck, but after goldfishing it once, it's like, no. Uh, portent. Like, first and portent, amazing. But since you have Lion's Eye Diamond, you want to crack, like, you need to draw that card in, res in response. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is what it is. Yeah, portent's but, amazing. Just the amount of the, especially with, like, having fetch lands available, the, um, and, yeah. and, and portent with Future Sight, fantastic. Mm. Just to, uh, mm. like, it's, it is really kind of like an Ancestor Recall, just looking at three cards and, and getting to kind of reorder them. Yeah. But it's yeah. like all of your cantrips are serving double duty of cracking into a doomsday pile immediately. So that yeah. that slow trip draw for me is just kind of a deal breaker. Yeah, mm. I 100% agree. But on paper, I mean, God, I, lo I love the idea of it. Okay, so the next card we need to discuss because this is like, it's so good. It's insanely good in this deck. Limdul's Vault. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Limdul's Vault is give, so good. It is basically. Yeah, give, the, give the picture. So, okay, so, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll start with a story that I've, I've told on uh, a couple of recorded matches that are on YouTube where um, it's one of my favorite uh, magic, like, tournament stories from my days of playing vintage in, um, like, junior high and high school. Um, mm -hmm. where I was at a tournament and somebody, uh, I, I, I heard in an adjoining match, somebody was borrowing a deck, they had never played it, and it was all foiled out and foreign, uh, but it was, it was full of mostly cards that they knew, so it was fine. But this guy, he, he taps two mana and he plays a Limduel's Vault, and he says to his opponent, this is a, this is a German Limduel's Vault, uh, it's foreign, uh, do you know what it does? And uh, his opponent said, yeah, I, I know what Limduel's Vault does. And a guy casting it said, okay, good. Can you explain it to me? Because I don't. <laughs> Limdul's Vault is a, is a ridiculous, ridiculous instant from alliances. It had, they had to break out the smallest text, the smallest font yeah. possible for it. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, basically, what it costs one and a, uh, a blue and a black instant from alliances. Yeah. You look at the top five cards of your library, and you can either put them back in any order, or you can pay one life, put those five cards on the bottom, in any order, and look at a new five cards, the new top five cards. And you can repeat that process as many times as you want. You can look at the top five. If you're satisfied with them, you can put them back. Well, no, you don't actually put them back. If you're satisfied <laughs> with them, you shuffle your library and then put them yeah. back. Or you keep yeah. repeating that process. Uh, so on one hand, like on its like level one uh, Limdul's Vault, is it's like a vampir vampiric tutor, where it costs, it costs two mm -hmm. mana, and you can pay somewhere between like one and six life, and you're searching. I'm just looking for that future side. I'm just looking for that doomsday, and then I'll draw it next turn. But when your combo involves future sight, or when many games just involve casting a future sight on turn two or three, Limduel's Vault all often becomes a like double or triple vampiric tutor, because you are getting to reorder these cards 
And if you have a future side in play, or if you're, you know, if you're going to crack a, a chromatic sphere into a future site, well, you now have access to these cards that you've stacked. And so there are lots of games that get decided with, OK, I've assembled my future site. I have two mana. I can play a Limduel's Vault. If I can just find either a Lion's Eye Diamond and a Doomsday in the same five cards, or a Petal Ritual Doomsday in the same five cards, well, I can now cast mm -hmm. all of those cards in that order and just immediately Doomsday for the win. Um, yeah. Yeah. And its its success rate is really high. Like, there's been tons and tons of games where you just think to yourself, like, all right, I have to cast this Limdul's Vault, and I am looking for like two or three specific cards that have to be within a five card window in my deck somewhere. Uh, and it's not like I've run the numbers, but it you get there more often than not. Yeah, I, I, if I can mm -hmm. jump in here, like if you goldfish this deck, and you should, because this deck is so fun to goldfish. Like Lindos Vault can also be like you just find lead, lead Lindos Vault and two lands. So and you have the future future site out. So you just go okay. You add six mana, then you pay two mana, so you have netted four mana, and you you cast another Lindos Vault to set up the next thing. So like you can generate so much value of having four Lindos Vault in the deck. Uh, it's insane. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I first looked at it, and I was, again, this is going back to 2018 when I was first putting the list together. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll play it because it's what we have available. We don't have, yeah. we don't have Mystical. <laughs> we don't have Vampiric. I guess I'll just play the off-brand, yeah, the off-brand yeah. budget, uh, you know, unbanned one. And actually, it's, again, when, when your combos with Future Sight, the ability to stack your deck uh, is yeah. just incredibly powerful. Yeah. Yeah, and like you, like also, I, I, I want to take one step back because uh, you brushed over like your, the mana, it's basically no problem then, I guess. Because I, I saw some versions of your deck, like did you playing, you, you tried some different stuff, mm -hmm. right? With like suppressing scary and peat bogs and whatever. Uh, what were your general? Is the general conclusion just like Cedarbrass uh, and uh, un Underground River and lands, basically? Or? Yeah, I, th I think it depends on what your composition is. So I think there's a couple of ways that I've played Doomsday in pre-modern and, and had some success. Now some of some of those lists are are super old and, and really need to be updated. But um, I think in my third monthly, I, I played a Burning Wish version. And so if you're playing with Burning Wish. If if you mm, need yeah. red mana on top of having triple blue or triple black, uh, then you're going to need some rainbow lands um, for those. Yeah. <laughs> so we have obeyance and then and then obey. Yeah, also, you could I be a, so effectively yeah. a and then like there were and future site is triple blue and two. It's, it's wild. Yeah, exactly. But I I mean I really mm. love the depletion lands from Mercadian Mass. Uh, those are mm. you basically get two uses out of them and you get two of the color. You know, so the blue one. Surprise and scary. Enters play tapped, comes into play with two depletion counters. You can tap it for two blue and remove a counter. And when the last one is gone, mm. it dies. Um, the Fallen Empires, they were reprinted in fifth. So like Evan Stronghold, enters play tapped. You can tap it for one blue, or you can tap and sack uh, for two blue. They have different strengths and weaknesses. So the Fallen Empires yeah. fifth edition ones are really good for long games. Because you don't have to sack. You can get more uses out of them over a long game. You can tap them for one like a normal land. And when you really need your burst of mana, then you can sacrifice them. Um, mm. The Mercadian Mass lands 
are they're not here for a long time, but they're here for a good time. Like you're getting two mana <laughs> every time that you activate them. So like your number of like having a you know turn one depletion land, turn two chromatic mm. sphere and limb duels vault to set up for a turn three win oh. is like a really really powerful and common play pattern. So I, I don't know that I have like a definitive answer of like oh you should always play with the fallen empires ones or you should always play with the depletion lands. I think it kind of depends on. Um, how are you wanting to? How, how are you wanting your play patterns to go with the deck? Like, are you wanting a slower, more resilient game, and you have more one drops, like chromatic spheres, dark water eggs, sleight of hands, and so like those repeated tappings? Uh, then you're going to want to go with the fallen empires ones. But if you're like, I want to have a big turn two and a big turn three then those Mercadian Mass ones yeah. are really good. Th this, is, this is a super easy like, answer. Like If you play an awesome Tendrils in Legacy, you go with a Fallen mm. Empire's Land. If you play the Epic <laughs> Storm in Legacy, you go with Suppress and Scare. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, it's basically the same, I don't know, point of view of, yeah. of how to play combo. Do you want Resilience mm -hmm. and like uh, a long game, or do you want to go Glass Cannon all out? But, yeah. And then the, the rest of it's just okay. like, yeah, the... Um, Gemstone Mine is a sim is in a similar place where it's like okay this is giving you like free I mean it's it's giving you like unfettered color fixing it's a rainbow land and it's not damaging you like that is actually hugely relevant mm. with Doomsday because um, you cannot win if you get down to one life uh, because Doomsday takes you down Doomsday is going to take that one life away from you yeah you're so right. it has yeah. it has totally come up often against aggressive decks of where they they get you really down and if you have a very painful mana base uh, that's that can that can be a little rough um, but the the more blue black heavy land uh, decks get to play some basics which gives you additional resilience against wasteland but if you're playing with like yeah. burning wish or enlightened tutor then you need to go a lot heavier on the on the rainbow lands uh, and like also of course depending on the version uh, and we're, we're discussing basically the yeah. blue black doomsday mm. list that's the the we're, we're talking about the most yes. straightforward version of it uh, and then it's probably just more straightforward with the monobase also, also I guess but uh, there are so you you actually brewed <laughs> for or I don't know how you ended up but but you have some different versions of the deck uh, that you're tinkering with and as Anton you you're playing yeah now also trying out like I, show and tell and stuff like that so. I, I, I think I know where you're going Seb and we should mm -hmm. definitely go there but before you do uh, can we just we're, we're so close to like figuring out this list like. The, the final point of it. Is that fine before you, you we jump yeah, into it? Yeah, clearly, clearly. Okay, okay. Of course. Of so, course. so uh, Anthony, you mentioned earlier like the the pile thinking that mm -hmm. you need at least like one lead, you need at least Ebony Charmin and a, <clears throat> another Doomsday. Mm -hmm. So you have two flex slots. Usually that that the fourth card is a second lead. Yeah. And so so basically you need four mana for the the loop to work. You need three for Doomsday and one for Ebony mm -hmm. Charm. That that's the least prerequisite for this to work. So four mana, Ebony Charm, and Doomsday. So you need four cards of that. So you always have one flex slot, unless, it, 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 given you have Future Sight in, yeah. in play already. Yeah. Right. So so I, I just think we should mention the parts of resiliency of this deck, because you have one rushing river, 
So if the opponent has something to mess up when you go down to one life, like a Mog Fanatic mm -hmm. or Seal of Fire or whatever, you can bounce that in the first couple of uh, loops, mm -hmm. right? And you have an Abeyance, so you can actually set up to play around, I don't know, counter spells or actually a Seal of, seal of Cleansing yeah. Activation or Tormund's Crypt for that matter. Mm -hmm. So uh, so you have, you have thought out so much here. And like you have Duress as well. Uh, I do like one Cabal Therapy just because I can strip their hand yeah. in case they have a lot of other different... But yeah, okay. I just wanted to put it out that you have thought so much about it that you have actually answers to all those pitfalls that can interact with, with once we go looping. Uh, yeah, and like <clears throat> some Graveyard Hate, I guess, yeah. are also part of the, uh, the Rushing River you need to take care of. Um, and... Yeah, it sounds like, and you you already mentioned Anthony that it <laughs> you you ended up with basically sixty cards, just going diamonds, petals, rituals, doomsday, future sites. Only one ebony charm though, but just one. That's all you need, that's, man. That's only. It's yeah, only no, no, it's no, only no, happened no. literally once in all of the matches that I that I played with okay, doomsday, yeah. where I I think my my ebony charm got duressed, and then he uh, Phyrexian. It was like. I can't even remember what uh, what, yeah. what what deck was playing this like uh, yeah. like main deck discard and I mean it might have been pit rack I can't remember <laughs> it was a long time ago but it's the only time where yeah, yeah. my my ebony charm got discarded and exiled in game one and I was like I can't win <laughs> let's go to game yeah. let's let's go to the next one <laughs> uh, but yeah that's yeah but but you also yeah you guys also talked about Lindos also a clear four mm. of. The rest is a clear four of, so yeah. uh, we, we end up... And, and Anthony told us about, like, Abeyance ending up as a, a good substitute for Defense mm. Grid uh, or whatever. More, more of a slow... You don't, you don't need a Defense Grid then, I guess, if you have the... Well, uh, yeah, Abeyance has that special utility of stopping activated abilities. So that initial... That yeah, very, right. very first list, if you look... If you go into TC decks and like the first like two or so different Doomsday lists that I uh, top aided with, like like at the very beginning, was stone cold to a Mog Fanatic, stone cold to a Seal of yeah. Fire or a Curse Scroll or a Krovic, any yeah. sort of instant speed damage because you're just getting yourself down to one life eventually, and that's you're oscillating cool. you're right. between one and two, and so you can stop it yeah. with discard. But anything that's on the board, you either need yeah, you either needed Rushing River. Or you needed something to stop activated ability, so abeyance just super clutch in that regard. Uh, so abeyance also take care of like torment scripts and everything. Mm -hmm. Then that's pretty neat. Yeah, I feel like a noob for not having it in my list. So it took. <laughs> thank you, Anthony, for joining Monster of the it, Week. It took me. It took me years. Uh, you know. So and I don't even know that I was the first to come. I, I again. I you know we all stand on the shoulder of giants. You know, I I may, I may have birthed uh, Doomsday Premodern, but then there there are a number of people who've who've uh, who played it as well over the years and um, introduced new tech, introduced interesting side, uh, sideboard uh, slots or different strategies. Um, so it's really cool to, to see other people iterating on the list and, and, and working on it as well. Seb, now, sorry, that, that was uh, me like, no, interrupting you, so uh, no, please continue with your... Uh, everyone is clear function. with uh, the basics of uh, blue-black doomsday mm. then, yeah. I guess. And, and, and we haven't talked about piles no. yet. <laughs> we, we've talked about how to go off, so... Three-hour special exactly. episode. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, and we're probably not walking uh, the listener through every pilot scenario, but uh, it's it's good to have some notions of what you can and cannot do, I guess. Uh, but you actually brewed. Uh, maybe you should start with like the burning wish because you already mentioned it earlier, uh, right? That's was one of your go-tos, I guess, when you started out. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the, again, like I said, I think it was the second or third monthly that I that I played Doomsday in, and, and I think that actually got to the got to the finals. I, I lost to Galen LeMay. He, this was when Yawgmoth's mm. Bargain was legal, so, th- oh, you know, yeah. despite despite the fact that I was on some <laughs> dumb combo deck, I still think it was like a David versus Goliath uh, situation <laughs> where it's just like, here you have this silly brew going up against... Academy Rector Yawgmoth's bargain, uh, uh, <laughs> and and lost horribly. But yeah. um, Burning Wish is really good, just because you know, um, you know, your your main combo piece is a sorcery, and uh, you know, so effectively having more Doomsdays is very good. Having a, a flex slot that can grab you a discard spell or an innocent blood or um, you know any any sort of like protection or disruption also really good. I think Burning Wish should be revisited now that Show and Tell is unbanned. Just like you can go like turn one or turn two Burning Wish for Show and Tell, and then next turn just Show and Tell your future site into play. So like having more mm. Show and Tells without filling your deck full of them, I think is really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the yeah. Burning Burning Wish is is a route to go. Um, a number of people have played Academy Rector to like cheat out future site really quickly. Yeah, that's like another like totally viable and I, I has has seen some success as well um and i'm do they yeah. do they play any sacklands like for example i think so as well, or is it just cabal therapy? i think they're yeah. usually okay. playing they're playing four therapies and then usually yeah. one uh i've tried two just because it's just really awkward when you get your academy rector into play and you have no way to get rid of it yeah i mean yeah. at that point if you're playing against an aggressive deck it's kind of a moat that they they just can't yeah. attack into you, I guess. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, that, but yeah, like yeah. one, one or so Phyrexian towers, and then I think some people have also played like a single Innocent Blood, which kind of like doubles as mm. its removal, but also a sack, a, a sack outlet. I think cull, culling yeah. the weak could be a really, oh, a really yeah, interesting choice instead of Innocent Blood. Like if you're gonna play one non-therapy yeah. spell to do it, like culling the weak sounds pretty cool. Um, I haven't played too much with the Academy Rector version, but I do I do know that there are some mm. Europeans who who play it quite a bit um, and have quite mm. a lot of reps with it. Mm. But because you can also when you're playing Rector, you can also have well, basically, probably you need to have Doomsday as your main <laughs> like wing call. But there there's probably some instances where you have Doomsday and something mm. else to win with Rick maybe you I could guess. you could get I, I, people with form of the dragon i don't i, I don't yeah, are, yeah, are there, sure, are there sure. any decks where that that just shuts down uh i don't know but but it's also weird like academy rector i mean i love the card but also like stifle is such a prevalent card in in pre-modern and the classic blue black uh doomsday list plays around stifle completely yeah. like you can't stifle mana abilities yeah. so chromatic spheres yeah. and lion's eye diamond it's like you can't touch yeah. it so um, they, mm. they can't interrupt on that path i guess but yeah obviously having eight uh or, or you don't play for future sites when you play for you could but sites. yeah you, usually you it's yeah. like well it's just like if you're making room for 
more, you know, because it's like therapy is not going to be your only disruption spell just because it, it, yeah. it doesn't have a, I mean, it's, it's serving two roles in that, in that way, but usually to make room for the, for the academy rectors, you're usually cutting down on some number of future sites and other things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah makes sense. So they're probably playing at least two future sites. Yeah, uh, at least two. Because then, if you, if you draw one, maybe maybe you're not mm. able to cast it. I, you know, you don't want to draw two and then not be able to rector it. I I think I wonder how much. I, again, I, I haven't tested a ton. I wonder how much the unbanning of uh, show and tell, in in some way, maybe invalidates the academy rector version. Like, is it not just better to just jam as many future sites as you possibly can, and then put it into play for one card and three mana rather than four mana and two cards mm. yeah yeah, yeah. And that, so and that yeah exactly you need we, we already been through that where we're heading the <laughs> if we're only playing 60 cards yeah. that is <laughs> there's not that much lay room where you can put in that many other cards i guess but this and, is the point we have to play like 80 cards yes. tuesday Burning Wish. Let's get Yorian, Sky Nomad, and in, in yeah, the, in the format. Right. Yeah. I'm actually I'm, I've got my I've got my physical deck here. I'm going to I'm going to pull out all of the pile relevant cards. Ah, uh, sweet. I, I was actually <laughs> contemplating whether I should bring up my deck as well cuz like when you do when we start talking piles, it's pretty nice to have like physical yes. cards yeah. ahead of you, but yeah. And I guess we're heading into pile territory. I'm just going to uh, end on uh, uh, I guess it's Rector and Burning Wish. Uh except for the doomsday like i don't know highway for playing a blue black doomsday that's and what if, you call and it. if i and uh, if i have my way yeah. maybe in a couple of months maybe there'll be a gush version of the uh of the deck that's viable yes. whoa mm, that would I, be nice. I talked to yeah. tom metalsk who's uh, starting to pick up the deck as well and he's like also the biggest gush fan there is in premodern and like when yeah. when you start to like figuring out a skeleton for that i mean it's very exciting but also super weird yeah like, you need you really you, need islands. you need two islands and triple black good luck yeah yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but uh so you're saying there's a chance <laughs> there is a chance there's definitely a chance yeah yeah and like in we're in pre-bothern so there's no reanimation territory for that good of creatures we don't have emeralds and we don't have there's suture ghoul like mm -hmm. yeah you, you right can, you right. can break through into suture ghoul two cloud scrapers or dreadnoughts and a shallow grave i guess yeah, yeah. there we have it we there will uh, we'll talk the other yeah. the non-future site average charms in a bit but like let's yeah. stay on this mm -hmm. because we, we we're halfway there for this episode we talked mm -hmm. one hour but, but like this would be a long episode sorry <laughs> sorry but uh, it's too interesting Seb. so okay uh, yeah last last point before we go piles um if we're playing white uh we have enlightened tutor which is also pretty good with both future sight and lion's eye diamond yeah. um you have any like 
Enlightened Tutor, Enlightened Tutor seems like, I don't know, maybe <laughs> cute or indirect, like it can't find Doomsday, so why bother with Enlightened Tutor? But the thesis that I had behind that Spring Fling list, which you can find in the in the Facebook pre-modern group, I had I did a pretty a decently thorough write-up and a um, a picture of the deck at the time. But basically, it's it it makes the deck very adept at just jamming a future site on turn two or three. Like if you go turn one chromatic sphere, uh, turn two, you know, Lion's Eye Diamond and some mana, you can play Enlightened Tutor to get the future site on top and immediately draw into it with a Dark Water Egg or a Chromatic Sphere. So that's point one. It makes the deck very, e it's very easy to jam a quick future site. But as you said, when you have a future site, and as has been already said about Lim Duel's Vault, if you have a future site in play, the ability to stack your deck is incredibly important uh, and powerful. Yeah. It actually makes it Enlightened Tutor a dark ritual because you can spend one white mana to put an LED on the top of your deck. And with future sight, you just get to play it and have three mana of any color. Um, it becomes a more expensive but still useful cantrip. Let's say you're just you've been drawing lands, and you're, you've stalled on future sight. Well, you can shuffle the deck and put a, uh, a chromatic sphere on there, and now you get to look at two cards. You get to look at one card when you play the chromatic sphere, and if that's still no good, well, you can crack the sphere, draw another card, and look at one more card. So it really actually dropped the already low fizzle rate, um, like even lower. And uh, getting to play more white cards meant that, okay, well, if I'm already going to play some, some white pain lands and some, um, and some, uh, uh, some rainbow lands and white pain lands, well, I'm already playing the one advance. I can play two Orem's Chants. And that's, like, oh, yeah. fantastic disruption as well because, it's like, then you can just bluff. I'm going to chant, and they don't know whether you're going to go off or not, but they kind of have to counter it. Um, so yeah, that, that version is pretty cool as well, but I, I haven't been able to test it as much. Mm. Cool. Yep. Yeah, I, I haven't, I ha actually have uh, <laughs> found one card that could uh, help out, but it's probably, it's not, it's no good. Uh, but I was figuring out like what to use to gain life and in more modern mm. magic, there's good cards for that, but the only thing we have in, uh, Pre-modern is uh, Nomad Stadium. <laughs> oh, oh so what's that? That's uh, one white. It's a pain land. It comes into play untapped. So it's a white pain land, but only for white. So is it the white threshold land? Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah. you can tap it and sacrifice it and gain one life. But then you... Okay. First problem is that it's white. <laughs> Second problem is that usually those four lives might have been <laughs> you might have been able to lost them earlier from taking one damage it's new so but well but you want a threshold with doomsday like you remove your whole graveyard yeah no that this is like setting up i guess uh, I, I was yeah, just looking yeah. through yeah, if there's any possible scenario where you can have a free <laughs> gain life uh, whatever uh, yeah, but yeah ebony no. charm so there's probably no it gains yeah. you life. We have Ebony Charm. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Anthony, have you tried green? I mean, since we're already like, we've established we need to have blue-black base, but we, if we're going another color, we have the petals and the leads and the chromatic spheres, and we might as well add City of Brass. Have you tried like City of Solitude or Santa Swarm? Uh, anything? Yeah, I don't like City of Solitude because it costs three mana, and it often can't, uh, yeah. it often can't be dropped 
underneath the counter wall that you're looking to obviate with. But I, if you are running uh, like eight, seven or eight rainbow lands, I do really like Xantid Swarm because you know Swords to Plowshares are often among the first things that are boarded out against you. Um, but any deck with Lightning Bolt is going to leave it in just because if you don't chant, abeyance, or grid them, uh, then they're going to keep their, their Lightning Bolt in. So you, any deck with red will still have the ability to kill it, and that's kind of why I've gone with the more resilient um, defense grid. But Xanid Swarm is really good because it's cheaper. It only costs one, and it doesn't let people yeah. build up mana. Like they're, If a game goes long enough, defense grid may not actually do anything if yeah. they can build up enough mana to just pay it. So Xanid Swarm is really, really mm. good. Uh, it's just a little flimsier than defense grid. But because it, but but that's only costing spells. Yeah, right? and it, yeah, and it, and it, yeah, it, yeah. But, yeah grid yeah, doesn't stop activated abilities either. But yeah, it it'll stop the yeah, spells. Yeah. But 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 then again, for the sideboard scenario, I, th I guess as you, uh, Anton, you picked it up from uh, tendrils. We've seen different tendrils with yeah. uh, with uh, scented mm. swarm. Yeah. Uh, in sideboard scenario, if people bring in naturalizes or whatever, yeah. it's pretty neat to have. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's the like thing. A, like, Santa Swarm is such a that's one drop. Yeah, Santa Swarm is such a good yeah. card when you win with spells because, like, a lot of combat decks, such as like Hermit Druid, you can't really Santa Swarm because you're dependent on your combat step to yeah. win with Suture Goal or Dreadnought or whatever. So, uh, or like a hasty Acroma, Shapeshifter mm. Acroma, whatever. So, mm. Santa Swarm is really weird in those decks. But like here, we win with yeah. spells, so you. You can win in your second uh, main phase, yeah. right? So, yeah. It's allowed. It allowed. It's it allowed. allowed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, are we heading piles. into piles? Yes. Piles. Okay. So, uh, how should we th set this up? Because uh, for the listeners, uh, Anthony actually made a pretty cool uh, grouping of uh, pile scenarios, yeah. would you say? Yeah. Uh, so, is this how you, when you're gold fishing or whatever, Anthony, or have you just developed these categories? Yeah, I mean, uh, I I, I kind of I do this mostly for the benefit of Miss did this mostly for the benefit of the show. Uh, I don't know that I have you know, like whipped up a doomsday spreadsheet since 2014 or so, and that and that was for a different format. Obviously, that was for Legacy, where you had all these different ways of winning. You, know, you had tendrils, you had laboratory mm. mana, you had all these different um, ways of winning. Exactly. Um, but for pre-modern, it's really just about developing the sense of, like, kind of as you said, like working backwards or just like, okay, kind of assessing how much mana do I have and there, what, what do I really need to win? Um, obviously, if you already have Future Sight in play, that you, you you just throw some cheap mana, you know, it's like throw a disruption spell, some cheap ma some free mana, Doomsday and the and the charm, and you win. But the way I usually think about it is, okay, I need obviously I I will have cast Doomsday, so I needed three black to cast the Doomsday, and I think about all right, what do I have to dig into the pile, and how much mana do I need, and how much mana do I have, and that's going to determine kind of the makeup of the pile and the order of it. Um, mm. So you, that's why I kind of think about okay, well. Let me think about common scenarios, common setup scenarios, and what is the pile that wins with it? Okay, well, if all I have is a single cantrip, like a chromatic sphere or a sleight of hand, what does that pile need to look like? 
well, I need to have mana for the cantrip, I need to have mana for the future sight, because if I can only draw one card, I need to draw into the card that gets me to the rest of the pile. And so the top card has to be future sight, and then the rest of it can be mana, the doomsday, and the charm. If you have, yeah. I'm just smiling here because Anthony is pointing at his table where he put it put out <laughs> all this guy. so he could like walk it walk us through it this needs yeah. to be yes, a video exactly. call, but, uh, we'll, we'll no but, to, but we'll this to... is how this is how he yeah. processes yeah. it i guess i, miss, I mean the, 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 <laughs> so, to... you take the you take the cards yeah. and and just shuffle them around and see you just be bashing mm -hmm. yeah, your head yes. against the table trying to figure out how to get it to work um, but but mm -hmm. we have to translate this to like an audio format. So we have to establish a ground rule here. When we talk piles, uh, so we mention order one, two, three, four, five, right? And one is the one top is the card. top. Two is yes. the, yeah, and five is first the card. Card. first okay, card. First card is the card that you are immediately drawing, and the, and the fifth yeah. card is the last one. Is the last card of the deck. Um, so Great. Now we've established the the, the mm -hmm. audio format. Exactly. <laughs> so my, my essential philosophy is, okay, what do I need if I have an LED and a draw spell? Because that's a, just, again, just a very common setup. Um, what does that pile need to look like? And so, okay, well, I need one mana for the, for the sleight of hand, or I may need no mana if I already have the Chromatic Sphere in play. That's why Chromatic Sphere is so important to this deck, is because you can spend that mana early, and just have it in play and have this free card draw once you actually go off. Mm. But Future Sight is five, LED provides two, so you need two more mana from somewhere to draw into and play the Future Sight. If you have two draw spells, again, whether that's two Chromatic Spheres in play or a Sphere and a Sleight of Hand, well, that first one can draw an LED, which can then be played and cracked in response to the third, to, to the next draw spell, and it cuts down the mana that you need immensely. Um, and so that's kind of where I, where I think of, like, okay, well, do I have a way to immediately draw into the pile? What mana do I have available? How's that going to determine what the pile looks like? If you don't have any cantrip, you really have to think hard about your, like, risk-benefit analysis of, are you going to cast Doomsday and pass the turn? Are, mm -hmm. are you going yeah. to pay half your life rounded up Go down to five cards in your library, and then tell your opponent, "Okay, you can go now." Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. sometimes you have sometimes to. You like, have to. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. you have to, and it's fine. You know, you may you, they may maybe they have a threat out, and you're like, "Okay, well, I can go down to eight. I can. I, it seems like they can only deal like two or four damage to me, so I think I'm fine passing the turn." Um, and if you and if you deduce that you can, that opens up a whole another range of piles because if you can get a free draw spell and a free untap step, it really cuts down the resources mm -hmm. that you need to win with. Um, something that's very common for people when they're when they actually haven't played with or against the deck, they just think like, "How's this deck any good? Doesn't it need to have future side in play, or doesn't it need to generate eight mana in a single turn to cast Doomsday and Future Sight in the same turn?" And it's not always the case. Um, you can actually untap uh, and be able to win with like two or three mana total. Again, because if you can draw your Lion's Eye Diamond for your turn, and then you just need two mana if you have a Chromatic Sphere in play to crack the sphere, draw the Future Sight, and play the rest of your deck. Um, 
Yeah, because this is the territory that's the nitty gritty stuff. Because you you're you're in different mm -hmm. scenarios, and one scenario is like, do I gamble? Sometimes you need to gamble, right? Uh, yeah. And that's the gamble scenario, I guess, right? When you like, am I just? Yeah. Well, what am I drawing into? But, but again, it's, it's like pass, the, passing the turn. Is that's the worst case scenario? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think of it. Yeah. But that's always. I was just gonna say. To... I just think of it like right. for for people who uh, you know may have experienced like playing vintage like a long time ago, like or even now, I guess. But like you know, if you if you played a tinker for like a dark steel colossus or a blight steel colossus, you know, or you play some like big threat that doesn't yes. any yeah. big threat that doesn't do anything right now. But if the opponent doesn't yeah. answer it, they lose. Like that's that's still a really powerful proposition. So like, it, it exactly. You're, I, I'm. This is hmm. my turn one, two play, hmm. <laughs> and if if you're if you're early enough, I guess that's or if you're deep enough <laughs> into <laughs> losing, if you're not going trying hmm. it, I guess that's when you when you need to do it. But but in my mind, this is like the most perhaps. The most important skill by playing combo uh, is when you when you're when you learn that sometimes the correct move is actually doing half the combo now past the turn because you have deduced all the risks or uh, like the possibilities that if they draw the force of will in another format or if they draw the torment script or whatever now then i lose but they are tapped out and like i can't wait another turn because then my yeah. life will be too like it's not the technical play in playing combo mm. that makes you a great combo player. It's like reading the, the board state. Like, when do I actually go off and can I do it? Can I do it on two turns or whatever? Like, that's such a more important skill than being like, when you have resolved the doomsday, you're so technically good that you will never fail your mm. pile. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But I, yeah, I, I think a lot of it is really just like, kind of having that sense of like, okay, well, what are my current resources and what do I need to achieve? And what you need to achieve is yeah. is pretty much the same every time. It's, again, because I'm, I'm going to assume that you don't have a future site in play, because if you already have future site in play, it's it's just very, very simple. It's very easy. Uh, so... Yeah, stop there. So, yeah. If you have future site in play, just go through the motions of, like, the most easiest way to win with this deck. Like, what's the... I'd say... 101 pile. You have yeah, if you already play. have future sight in play, you can go Lion's Eye Diamond, Abeyance, or any sort of... Um, I really like Abeyance because it stops both spells and activated abilities. Um, but you could sub in a Duress or a Defense Grid or a Cabal Therapy. You know, so, so. you have the space and the mana to do something that protects you, um, which is just very powerful. So you can go um, Lion's Eye Diamond, Abeyance, Lion's Eye Diamond. That pays for the Doomsday. And unless that first doomsday puts you to one life, as I said earlier, you don't actually need to play the Ebony Charm, uh, which is the last card in that first loop. Because you'll play the doomsday, you shuffle, you know, not shuffle, but you'll put back the two Lion's Eye Diamonds, the Abeyance and the Doomsday and the Ebony Charm. And now you can just infinitely loop two Lion's Eye Diamonds, a Doomsday and an Ebony Charm, and drain the opponent for each loop. So that's if you have Future Sight in play. like. Two Lion's Eye Diamonds, Doomsday, Charm, and the protection spell of your choice. But if you... Yeah. So, mm -hmm. question. Stop. Because uh, I see you write this in your primer, and you say it also. You put Doomsday as card number four, and Ebony Charm as card number five. 
why since we're not we're not doing storm yeah. count here like i do get that if you play doomsday and you can respond to doomsday with ebony charm as the last card like that's isn't this just like overly technical why do you not put ebony charm as card number four and doomsday as card number yeah five? so it i mean it speaks to a, a, a minor point that we haven't i don't think we've covered but like if you are casting spells off the top of your deck with with a uh, future sight you can hold priority yeah and see the next card. And if it's an instant, you can play it in response. And so it's it's that's one way in a non-combo way where you can like generate extra cards. But you can do yeah. that. So you can play the Doomsday as card number four and holding priority, and hold you can priority cast the Ebony yeah. Charm in response to that. It will resolve, go into your graveyard and the Doomsday on the stack can put yeah. it in. Why do we do that? Well, the reason we do it is because you don't always need to cast the Ebony Charm uh, in the loop. Uh, you only need to cast it if your Doomsday took you down to one life. And so since in several piles you're using all of your man, you, you, you leave yourself with only a single Lion's Eye Diamond to cast the Doomsday. So let's look at that original pile. You have a Lion's Eye Diamond, an Abeyance, a Lion's Eye Diamond, a Doomsday, and an Ebony Charm. Your first Lion's Eye Diamond, you cracked for white so that you could cast the Abeyance which is a more final and, and ultimate uh, answer than a single duress. You could, you could play a duress, but the abeyance is even better, and it doesn't even need to resolve, uh, because even if it gets yeah. countered, well, you can just still keep playing cards, assuming they only had one counter spell, that is. But now you're leaving yourself with one white in the pool, and you only have a, one lion's eye diamond to generate black with. And again, mm. assuming you didn't need to cast the, the Ebony Charm, you don't want it in the middle. And so it's just a, it's actually a mental shortcut that since you, you'll yeah. always have yeah. access to it as the last card, but if you don't need to cast it, it's, it prevents you from messing up your pile and... Oh, this is such a and, good detail. And stacking the oh, ebony charm on top, it. and you're like, oh yeah, wait, yeah. I only had three black mana because I because I needed to do other things with my mana. Yeah. It's like okay, well, as long yeah. as you have another pile, yeah, yeah as long have as you have time. another petal, yeah. ritual, or LED, in yeah. the subsequent loops, you will generate the the black mana right. that you need. In a yeah, but so then they're, in, they're, the, in those loops, do you put ebony charm as card number four and doomsday as card number five, or do you I stick always, to the, I'll, I will the always put script. it as number five so that I don't stick need to, to think script. about it. Okay, because it's it's all about reduce. Yeah. It's all Love about it. reducing the mental load because yeah, when yeah, you're because yeah, yeah. if if you're playing a list with sleight of hand, you need to dedicate that mental load to your second card needs to be your last card, or rather, your last card needs to be your second yeah. card because sleight of hand is going to yeah. put one on the bottom. So then you so if you're yeah. if you're digging in with sleight of hand you have to think about you think of it in terms of 1 5 2 3 4 rather than 1 2 3 4 5 mm. and to 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 recap it also actually gives you an additional life for the for the second doomsday um, right? yeah i because mean if, if you're, if you're doing at it on one, the stack if you're if if your first doomsday yeah, takes exactly. you down to one, so, then you do have to cast the ebony charm. No. Yeah, yeah, but but okay, that's yeah. one reason to do it, and the other reason is just so you're you don't really have yeah. to play it. And okay, that's that's neat. No, but I, 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 what I'm asking is like in from my point of view, it always looked like 
it's it's overly technical that, that you always have to mm-hmm. keep priority when casting Doomsday and respond with okay. But now yeah. I get it. And it's like Rushing River is such a common card you have True. to put in the pile. And that the same goes through because you have two lads, you have the Doomsday, you have the Ebony Charm, you have the Rushing River. So if you have Ebony Charm above Doomsday there, you're fucked because you don't have uh, yeah. four black mana. You have only three black. Yeah, Thank it, it, se- it like, seems like wow, this, it seems like was... just a flashy thing that you're you're just you're just yeah, doing yeah, yeah, it because yeah. you can. Like oh, I'm going to hold priority, and but nope, it's it's yeah, actually right? it actually comes up <laughs> again. A lot of these lessons were learned from resolving a doomsday, messing it up, and conceding. Uh, you know, and like you said, <laughs> yeah. then then you never do it again. But, but are are there any situations? Because you mentioned it, Dante. Are there any situations? Because Rushy mm. River is an instant. Yeah. Where you have that, but it's, also? it's it's blue mana, so you have to crack your first lead for blue. That's the okay, that's okay. the issue, and you need four you need four black mana to cast Ebony Charm and Doomsday. But you okay. don't have to cast the Ebony Charm until you're down to yeah. one life before the, the last Doomsday. So so that's the thing. You only need to cast Russian River once, ob- uh, basically, because you yeah. need to deal with a mm-hmm. Seal of Fire or Curse. Curse roll, whatever. Or fanatic or whatever. So, yeah. So that's the easy that's the easy pile. You already have Future Sight in play, so you don't need a chromatic sphere or a sleight of hand because Future Sight is the thing that digs you into your pile. Um, but just to get away from the myth that Doomsday can only win if you already have a Future Sight in play, um, I really should start tracking data because it's, it's such a, a common talking point that people people just think that the the deck's unplayable. Well, the deck may yet be unplayable for other reasons but it's not unplay- <laughs> it, it doesn't require having a future site in play in order to combo off i would say that half or more of the games involve you know again like having a, a turn one chromatic sphere and then either a turn one de- deploying some more mana or playing a limb duels vault but then playing doomsday such that you are cracking the sphere or playing the sleight of hand into the future site that you can then play and yes, that does require having five mana, but when you're drawing into the future site, um, an LED gets to pay for more than half of it. Um, so you can have, you know, like LED ritual mm. uh, it, with with a chromatic sphere is like, bam, that's six mana um, to then yeah. to then play the future site. Um, so it's actually like again, pretty. It's it's usually once you actually goldfish the deck a little bit, it's it's not it's really not that hard to goldfish doomsday and create piles um, because your goal is the same every time i need to get a future site in play and have enough at least th- three black mana left over to cast the doomsday you need to have access to four to actually doomsday and, and play the ebony charm the tricky part is when you're trying to actually play around hate or play around counter spells or or things on the board um, and that's when you need to have that flex slot for something in the pile to deal with it, whether it's a duress, abeyance, Orm's chant, defense grid, rushing river, like there's a whole bunch of different things. And the sideboard, there's tons of room in the sideboard um, 
or interesting one ofs that can come in it for uh, different scenarios. Um, but yeah, it, those piles are interesting because you'll you will often need to pass the turn, just because mm. Doomsday is already a very mana hungry deck. You're you're trying to generate three black for Doomsday, and either on the same turn or the next turn have triple blue and two for the future site. So the more you add, like oh, just just throw in three mana for a rushing river. Just add two mana for her Kyle's recall. Like. It doesn't. May, it may not sound like all that much, but um, like this deck is usually just just cobbling together exactly what it needs mana and card wise to win. Um, that it's no, it's it's often quite tricky to actually find the mana in a timely manner to make these things happen, um, which is another uh, strength of some of those like tap sack for two. Like building up, you can build up quite a bit of mana, but it it does take a lot of time. Yeah, and and you're we're not playing Storm here, so you don't have the <laughs> the luxury of like you yeah. counter it, whatever, uh, like Storm does sometimes. Uh, so we talked about piles. We talked about passing the turn. We talked about, a bit about now about counter spell, like how your how the piles usually look with counter spell. Yeah, it usually or, will take either. Yeah, I mean, it usually takes either passing the turn or having like two draw spells so that your first, like your first card, whether you're drawing it naturally or drawing into it with a cantrip, is going to be like a duress, abeyance, orms, chanter, defense grid. Something to like draw out the counter spell. And then your second draw can Mm. get you into the future site. Um, And again, that can take quite a bit of mana, but oftentimes in those control matchups, you're going pretty long. And just slowly, like just drawing cards, mm. deploying mana. I mean, it, those those games either go very fast or very long. Um, you're either jamming a mm. very quick doomsday or future sight, and if you can get it under the counter wall, or you can disrupt them with a duress or a, or an orms chant or an abeyance, you can win yeah. pretty quickly. But more often than not, the games go pretty long. You build up a ton of mana, and then you're trying to assemble multiple threats um, such that they can't counter them all. And if they let a Doomsday resolve, that's that's kind of when you're going to be thinking like, okay, well, I need to try and play around. Let me see if I can do it all in one turn. If I can have one draw spell into the thing that beats the counter spell, and then the next draw spell draw me into the future site. Yeah, because we like disruption wise, mm. we have uh, the disruption, mm. we have counter spells, and then we have disenchants or whatever. Uh, but and now we're talking about counter spells. And Anton is the biggest, uh, the worst, uh, or the best counter spell deck, or whatever we would call it, against uh, Doomsday. Would that be like the blue shrimp deck? Yeah, with yeah, yeah. The... yeah, by far. So... They have they have uh, free counters. They have like a days can fuck up everything. And they're playing they have, foil. They have stuff, foils. Right? They have counter spells. Yeah. They have uh, Vision yep. Charm. Can I was really just about to say they have four. Uh, they have four. So, yeah. I win the game cards in Vision Charm. If, yeah. If that resolves yeah, against yeah. you at post doomsday, mm. they uh, they yeah. don't have to phase out an artifact and, with that. Uh, they can mill you for four. Yeah. Yeah. So they can phase out your grid, and but then you have a, a balance yeah. and grid, I guess, as a main uh, like yeah. solution. You need for something that. that's going to stop multiple uh, stuff. Or, or yeah. the resses, of course. Uh, also, the resses is key clearly. 
Um, and as you mentioned, then it's usually is it you going off or is it a big shrimp uh, attacking? You can you? take one hit. Um, usually, those games or, go fast. Like you either need to win very quickly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, certainly game one because you are racing a twelve twelve trampler. Mm which you can take a hit from, and it's kind of fine. Um, you're generally, if you are not getting disrupted, the turn three win rate of this deck is very high. Like, there, there's tons of different ways yeah. to get there. Um, there's lots of different permutations of cards, but turn three win, undisrupted, very, very common. Turn two, uh, possible, mm. uh, uh, not super likely. There are, like, there are multiple permutations of cards that can get you turn two. There's really only one that'll do it turn one, so this is not at all a turn one combo deck. Um, yeah. So you can race yeah. a fast Dreadnought, um, but usually you're not having the mana and cards to beat a counter wall as well. Um, so game two, mm. that's post-board, I'll actually bring in like removal um, for, the, uh, for the Dreadnought, because they have a very, very fast clock and a ton of counter spells. So the adage of just you know, let them do their thing and just win underneath them uh, doesn't work as mm. much just because they can be just as fast as you if they get like a turn two dreadnought. Um, they, they're, they're, yeah. But do, do you play, what's your like choice of removal? Is this Smother or Innocent Blood or what's uh, If I'm playing, if, I, if I'm playing, the Enlightened Tutor version will have two or three sorts of plowshares um, in because it, it's also, it's okay. also good against Angry Hermit, which is just a, another faster combo deck than yeah. you. Um, yeah. Like maybe meddling, meddling mage, mage also like you, trade, you, so. you cannot yeah. win if if they name if they name doomsday or ebony mm. charm, um, but in the blue black version there's a lot of artifact removal. So whether that's a null which will counter which can counter the dreadnought on the way down, um, rushing river is a good bounce like bounce spells is is very effective against dreadnought because they have to cobble together another stifle or another vision charm to go with it. Um, Hercules recall yeah. Um, yeah. also really good. Um, so that's, I mean, it's often very common, a common play pattern of, to do a, um, uh, sometimes you don't have the freedom to do a pass the turn pile, but you can do a pile where your top card is, is a hate spell, is, is disruption or an answer, yeah. and you just mm -hmm. chromatic sphere into it and play it immediately and then go off on your next turn. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's important to think of Doomsday as not just something that sets up your your win but it it's it's really like yeah. five vampiric tutors in one yeah you have a you have a key point there that's what's so interesting with doomsday it's not just going off per se it's just addressing <laughs> going off adjusting you can do mm. a bunch of stuff with it uh, so we talked about counter spells uh, piles wise whatever uh, and i guess when talking about counter spells we have uh, most of the other counts spell deck is yeah. blue-white, I guess. Uh, yeah. So then we have yeah. Disenchant slash Naturalized mm -hmm. Territory. Uh, and what are your... How are we addressing yeah, that? Yeah, so if it's just... Play? If you just have a Disenchant or a Naturalized to fear, that um, so it's, it's really often... Uh, a, a single duress will often get the job done. And again, that could take... Uh, a couple of different ways of whether you have like two draw spells. Your first draw spell can get the duress. Your second draw spell can get the future sight. It's not going to go well for you if you go the other way around. If you think to yourself, I'll get the future sight 
and yeah. then I'll immediately be able to play the dress. Well, they can just naturalize you in response. So that doesn't go too well. Yeah. What you can do is play the future site first and then have a like arcane denial or a divert or like some sort of thing that can stop the naturalize itself on the stack. Um, mm, that's weird. Divert. That's, I, I I, I'm hoping I to, I, I want to test it in, in, as a one of in the sideboard just because it, it's, it can either be a like spell pierce, you know, counter a spell unless they pay two. Um, or if you no. keep a spare uh, like lotus petal around, you can like redirect a, uh, a naturalize or something yeah. to, to that lotus petal. Um, that could still take two uh, chromatic spheres because your first card would be future sight. Your second card would be like the divert or the count, the arcane denial. That is um, some Michael Arnold uh, tech. I'll, I'll give him a shout out of like including a single counter spell to give you really interesting resilience in a lot of that different pile. scenarios. Yeah, um, it's basically your fifth. Oftentimes, yeah, in a way, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that's that's the strength with this deck. Like you only need yeah. one offs because Doomsday will allow you for one extra card. Of it. so yeah, that's so awesome. yeah, sorry, yeah. So if I you can if you can get the card in your hand, then you don't need to care about their timing at all. Because if you just leave it on top, well, they can just not naturalize you. And you can't go off any further because your top card is now an arcane denial or a, a divert or something, and, and you need a target for it. Mm. But if you can draw it, then you have mm. it in your hand, and then you can go off as normal with that in reserve. Mm. The problem then is that you are then incredibly limited on your ability to use Lion's Eye Diamond to go off if you yeah. need to keep something in your hand. Um, but if you have the backup black mana, you can have two rituals, and, and that gives you five mana, uh, four of which to cast the Doomsday and the Ebony Charm, and you've got one left over to cast your rituals again on the next go around. Um, so there are lots of different permutations to. Yeah, and and uh, on that point, like that's how we win versus mm. Null Rods because everyone is gonna board in Null Rod if they have it. But like you can really win with Dark Rituals. Like playing with this deck and against this deck has taught me throughout history. Like it's way more resilient than like at first yeah class. it's really easy to focus on all of yeah. the things that it loses to if you don't if you didn't prepare for it you know yeah. counter spells bounce spells enchantment removal um uh da, 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 da. yeah you have sphere of resistance yeah, if, if you get two yeah um, i mean like but lion's eye diamond generates so much mana that if you have a if you have a single mm. mana to to kickstart you you can just play three lion's eye diamonds and it gives you enough mana to pay four for a Doomsday, two for a uh, Ebony Charm, and you have one mana left over to play the first LED post loop. Um, yeah. Now, of course, if they get if wow. they get two, uh, there's you you, you <laughs> yeah. need like a Hercules recall or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's easy it's easy to focus on all of the things that it loses to, um, but. Yeah. Then you're just like they're just there yeah, are answers but, but, to them. But I think it's nice mm -hmm. categorizing them in that sense, anyhow, because you're playing against hopefully an opponent yes. sooner or later <laughs> after your goal fishing. And I, I liked how you uh, categorize them as as we already mentioned. But just for the listeners, we talked about the, just passing the turn, maybe the worst scenario. Uh, but counter spells, and then we talked about disenchants and. You have mm -hmm. Seal of Cleansing there also, maybe, uh, as 
but I guess abeyance. Well, it, it, again, it, it kind of depends on how you're set up because um, abeyance won't counter the activation. It just prevents them from using it in the first place. So if you have the abeyance first, you can play the abeyance, stop the activation, draw into the future site, and play it. But if you have to, but if, if future site's future already in play, play then you kind of need you you, yeah. you can have uh, something like stifle. But that again requires you to get mm -hmm. it into your hand with a slight or a yeah. chromatic sphere, and then go off with dark rituals so that you don't care about the timing. Um, but who actually waits with if they played dancing? against Doomsday before? If they. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's worst, sure. worst. Yeah, I mean, scenario. yeah, they, they should definitely, <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you have a future site in play and they have a seal of cleansing in play and you cast a doomsday, they should seal, they should generally seal of cleansing you right there. Um, but if you have the mana, yeah. you can just put another future site in your pile. So there is this kind of, this kind of game of chicken yeah. of where it's just like, do you, do you are you going to put another future, should I do it right now so that I, that it, that it, mm -hmm. That maybe you have to pass the turn, but then you yeah. have the you may have the capacity to just for put us. another future site in there and start going off. Or do I wait yeah. and see if you have a pile that can beat this? Because if you don't commit to another future site, my losing your future site just loses the game. So there's a there's a weird yeah. uh, mm. kind of push pull and game of chicken there uh, with like uh, Tormod's yeah. crypts, like graveyard hate. Tormod's Crypt since Phyrexian Furnace uh, can be a bad scene because if they exile your first Doomsday, if you don't have a second Doomsday, well then you can't keep the loop going. Um, so that's a similar. It's it's actually like this basically the same approach as beating a Seal of Cleansing where you can. Yeah, but but it sounds like it's kind of easy. Oh, okay, because if you try to resolve, it's already mm -hmm. in the graveyard, right? If you. Just put it on the stack. No, it, it'll be on the stack. Okay, yeah, no, but, no, but no, as, we'll, we'll as soon as it resolves, they, they can exile it. And so if you don't have the future side in play, again, it, you're either needing to draw into a stifle and then draw into your future site or play the future site and have a second doomsday, a third doomsday in your pile. Mm -hmm. But well, you still need so some way to I, get rid of yeah. the, the crypt because then they could <laughs> exile your ebony charm. If you want like full protection, go City mm. of Solitude. Yeah. Like then, then you then yeah. You're City of Solitude and Abeyance <laughs> okay. will. Uh, yeah, yeah. obviously yeah. cares about your timing. City. I mean, that is the nice thing about City of Solitude. It stops spells and activated abilities. Full stop. If if that is in play, you have free reign to do whatever you want. The the problem with City of mm. Solitude is one that it's green, so you need to either play it off a of Rainbow Land or you need to burn a Chromatic Sphere or a Lotus Petal to play it. But the main problem is that it's three mana, and so unless, you are, unless you're playing it yeah. off of a land that can tap for two, if you're playing it on turn three, yeah, it's, you're, you're off, it's often going to run into a counterspell, the very counterspell it was intended to stop. Or a Naturalize yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Right, right. Or the following turn, because people are taking care it's of rough. The, 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 so. the main deck disenchants, yeah. Yeah. Seal of Cleansings, and Naturalizes it. It's tough out there for yeah. people looking to do unfair things with artifacts and enchantments. <laughs> but but uh, I, I just got to say, like, I, I remember, uh, like, Easter Championship mm. in Gothenburg uh, a year ago. Uh, I was on Elves facing Mikke Borg mm. on Doomsday. And I was like, 
I had a priest on turn two. I had everything set up. I even had a naturalize in my hand. And he's like, infest? It's like, shit, I don't have the mana. Okay, well, I still have the naturalize. And it's like, yeah, end of turn, like Limdol's Vault. Put a duress on top, took my naturalize, and then play Future Sight. And I was like, there's yeah. nothing I can do. Like, this deck is insane <laughs> how good it is. I, 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 he crushed me That's in, awesome. like, top eight uh, uh, or something. Yeah, it was I mean, awesome. not that you lost, uh, and, but like, that when you they did well. This, no, you know, but no, but I, I just sat there and was like, oh my god, I'm losing to Doomsday, this shit deck, and it's like super <laughs> fantastic. He, he beats me to everything. So, you had yeah. everything. Yeah, and, still and, and no like you champagne. can, even as the opponent, you cannot not like yeah. root for Doomsday. It's mm. always the good guy. <laughs> and lastly, because we, we talk about counter spells, talk about removal for the future site, uh, I wanted to take this as the. Uh, last point because that's usually how you go about against uh, or the easiest route is usually disruption right so uh, talk us through your not yeah. only the piles I guess but how do you play against disruption because yeah that's problematic picking your <laughs> hand apart early on and then yeah I think I mean there's two kind of main ways to go about building building the list it's either uh, that, that I've typically seen and played you're either loading up on a ton of discard and then having your, your one of abeyance, your one of rushing river or bounce spell, and then just trying to get things out of the hand and then trusting on your silver bullets in your pile to deal with things in play. Um, and what I've kind of been shifting to lately is playing more uh, defense grids and orms chants to... The problem, a, a, a discard spell can only take care of one thing Whereas something that prevents the opponent from playing takes care of every takes care of everything. They could have multiple, uh, you know, counters or spells or um, burn spells or removal spells. But if you can resolve something that stops them from playing something entirely, um, it stops them all. Uh, but there are pros and cons to those. One, a discard can disrupt an opponent from deploying their plans as well, which can buy you time. Whereas uh, the things that prevent them from playing cards are, are purely offensive, um, like it's, it's, or rather protection, rather than active disruption. Um, and so I, the, the plan that your plan generally becomes when you are in a matchup that has, whether it's a lot of counter spells or a lot of disruption, maybe they have a, um, like mana disruption or, or cards, I wanna jam a future site into play as fast as possible. Um, just because that just makes the game so easy. Mm. Like you're always going to get your, you're almost always going to get your land drop. You're going to play a bunch of spells every turn, yeah. and it's like every time that you find a doomsday, you're asking them, "Do I win right now? Do you have something that can stop me right now?" Okay, yeah. you countered that doomsday. Well, I'm going to keep tearing through my deck until I find another one, mm. um, and that often becomes just a more stable plan than just like, "All right, well, let me just." jam out Dark Ritual Doomsday as fast as humanly possible, and I'll come up with a pass-the-turn pile and then hope you can't do anything about it. Um, that is sometimes a viable route to go. Um, again, it's kind of that, like, Tinker Blightsteel, you know, that huge, huge threat that I'm putting all yeah. my eggs in this one basket, and if you don't have an answer, then I win. Like, that's totally a way to go. Um, but if I'm in a... Especially if, I, if I'm in a matchup that I'm not super familiar with, or I don't... It, it's the sort of matchup where the list is not very stock. It's not where I can just go on TC deck and see like, okay, well, what, what does Replenish have in the, you know, like, you know, or, or Parfait? 
you know, something with Enlightened Tutor and they have all manner of silver bullets that they could be playing. I can't just find a stock list uh, that I'll know exactly what counterplay they have available. Um, so I'm way more likely just to, all right, I want to get a future, I'm just going to jam a future site as fast as possible, clear the way for it, get it into play, and then I'll, f I'll figure out the win from there when I'm effectively drawing like, mm. you know, three to five cards a turn. Yeah, I think it's been a lot, but I think <laughs> I'm processing it <laughs> ever so slowly. Uh, and uh, yeah, you need to go through it. Well, I, I've, I've been at it for five years and, I, and I'm, I'm still saying that there's a ton <laughs> left to explore yeah. with uh, Doomsday and Premodern. And we haven't even talked about all of the uh, other yeah. ways you can win with it. We're going to go. We're going to go to that. Real soon, I have one question before we leave, like this chapter yeah. of future site, Ebony Charm. Uh, have you tried Infernal Contract in this deck? Um, I have it as a draw spell in the Burning Wish version. Yeah. Um, it's okay. weird to play as your thing to draw into your pile, just because so many of your piles involve Lion's Eye Diamond, that if you're, if you're drawing your whole deck, well, now you can't play those cards with Lion's Eye Diamond. Um, I'm sure there are, yeah. it, maybe there are other ways to build the deck that make Meditate and Three wish three Wishes. Exactly, I was thinking about yeah, that also. Yeah, Meditate is, yeah. The, is the other one. Yeah, but, but like my, my thinking is, we have a deck that's built to survive yeah. losing half your life already. Mm. We have three, uh, sorry, yeah. we have Dark Rituals. Uh, and so like, just to have that one of like value from um, I don't know um, Limdos Vault, like you just draw your whole pile of Limdos yeah. Vault if you put it on top. Um, I, so I'm yeah. I'm really interested in. I, I was looking forward to hearing. Ma you, maybe you know. what you're saying, Anton, is especially against the disruption, or whatever. It's not the pile I don't, card. Then, yeah, no, no, it's, it's not a pile like, card. As a draw, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. To your point, I think it could be a good like plan against control of just being like. Just throw out these dark ritual infernal contract. Draw four. You're not pressure. You're not pressuring my life total. So let me just draw exactly. a billion cards and overpower you. I, I, yeah, I think that could be worthwhile. Yeah. That's like blue our... shrimp has one attack instead of two. Oh, boohoo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like our our yeah. agnosium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In a sense, <laughs> it could be worthwhile. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay, so we have talked lengthy about um, this piles. about piles, and that's awesome because it's it can be convoluted. But let's let's go ahead. Uh, what if you don't you don't want to play Future Sight and yeah, I won't I won't go into the nitty gritty because we've we've been long enough. I'll just I'll just go through what the yeah. other combo kills are, and um, I I'll yeah. say that I I didn't come up with That'll any of these. Uh, uh, br other brilliant people who who make silly combo decks in the format um, have also been doing work with Doomsday. So there's a, a interesting replenish kill where you like mental note, uh, sapperling burst and pandemonium away, draw replenish, replenish yeah. puts those into play and deals 21 to the opponent. Um, there's a really interesting, yeah. uh, and actually there's a, I think there's an article from several, uh, several years ago on the like pre-modern blog of a um, Doomsday Sutured Ghoul kill, where you break through, draw four. Um, yeah. You break through for one, so you only get to keep one card, but you draw and discard Sutured Ghoul, 
two Croson Cloudscapers or Dreadnoughts. Dreadnoughts are better because you could actually play some number of Stifles and Vision Charms in your deck as well as another way to kill. But you you bin two Dreadnoughts mm -hmm. and a Suture Ghoul and draw Shallow Grave, uh, and then Shallow Grave yeah. a 24-24 Hasty Trampler. Um, yeah. I think Shallow Grave and Emrakul and stuff like that was the... Sheldock Isle. The, the that, that was a, that was a yeah, legacy yeah. hall kill. <laughs> um, I don't think it's ever yeah. been played, but I've messed around with it where uh, Draco Blast is, is maybe something you could do. Yeah. Erratic Explosion reveals like the next top uh, non-land card from your deck and deals uh, damage equal to its converted ma mana cost. Um, to target creature or player. Draco is a silly creature that costs 16. Um, so you could like three wishes into LED erratic explosion and then like lightning bolt uh, or fire blast and yeah. deal like 19 or 20 that way. You could do, you could go infinite with Soul Devi Digger in some weird way. I don't even know. That's some, some, some person <laughs> wrote a blog post about it a long time ago and I couldn't wrap my head around it at the time. Um, yeah. So there's like yeah, there's like That's a couple of other ways to kill somebody with Doomsday. I think that the Future Sight version is the best because it involves the fewest number of dead cards in the deck, with only one, um, and it involves running a bunch of cards that you would really like to have in play anyway um, in Future Sight. So it's the one that I've had the most. Yeah, with with Lindos Vault, it yeah. makes also Lindos Vault as a draw engine in a sense <laughs> more yeah. more with yeah. future right i guess so it's it's more the most consistent yeah. one i've seen in that sense yeah for sure and, and it's like i'm gonna say it, it's the easiest one to learn i yeah. think like it's i mean obviously you're gonna lose to all the hate sometime but like you will learn to like pivot that some point with different piles and different sides. Yeah, those other approaches, yeah. they it just gets weird when you draw some of those cards that are intended for the pile, and they have mm -hmm. to they have to play cards yeah. like careful study or, or things that mitigate it. And it, uh, like you said, it's just it's just way harder to learn. But like the, the in the in the end, what I think is the most beautiful thing with your innovation is you only have one card out of sixty that that takes yeah. up. A, yeah. a win slot because all the other cards is like con. three or yeah. four a yeah, win con uh, all other cards are like okay you need replenish you need a saproning burst you need a, and, and what if you draw one or you need a, like suture ghoul and two other cards and you have like four cards as win slots instead of one so mm. and like we really yeah. need redundancy yeah. with this deck it's, uh, so yeah, I, yeah and a lot of those cards make your draws more yeah. clunky also yeah. so for sure. It's more yeah. synergistic. Those, those Doomsday sense, decks, you need to memorize piles. Like, you need to memorize, like, very specific yeah. piles. Like, well, <laughs> what happens if I get this card in hand? What happens if, yeah. if this other yeah, one yeah. is? What if this permutate? Like, you need to know how to seek. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. just like, well, with this one, you just need to get Future Side and play, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. You, you need one more black if you have the yeah. charm in hand, I guess. I because Doomsday is only library. But if you have an LED, you can just discard it. Yeah, yeah. And then it, you can discard and then it, with, with it yeah, gets right tucked in. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. so, you don't, exactly. you don't even need to play it. Uh, Anthony, so I have I a, call, a question that's really close to my heart. But if Tendrils of Agony were unbanned, would Doomsday, would Doomsday be the card that broke it? Like, have you thought about piles with yeah. Tendrils? Uh, yeah, I think it it opens up ill-gotten gains as a 
as a as a way. Yep. Um, the thing that would be that's would be exciting about tendrils is that it would open. I believe it would open up piles where if all you had was a cantrip and an LED, you could I think generate nine storm if not ten, um, because you you would yep. draw into three wishes, which is a a weird card from Visions where you draw and I. For, for the listeners, I put air quotes around that. Yeah, You're yeah, yeah. exiling three cards yeah. face down. You get to play them. It's another way of you get to play, you yeah. get to pay for L, you get to pay things with LED for it. But you could three wishes into um, uh, LED LED ill-gotten gains. Ill-gotten gains gets back the two LEDs and whatever you drew a card with. That card draw could then draw into the last card, which is a burning wish. Uh, which could get your tendrils. So if you had, and I'll count on my fingers again for the listeners, but if you went uh, yeah. Dark Ritual, LED, uh, Doomsday, Cantrip, Three Wishes, LED, LED, Ill-Gotten Gains, Cantrip, uh, Burning Wish, Tendrils, that which was 10, till I counted. So it would be exciting yeah, yeah, because it, yeah. would, it would enable cheaper piles that deal 20 damage. Um, I'm not convinced that Doomsday would, I, mean, it, I think it would be a good Tendrils of Agony deck. I'm not certain that it would be the best Tendrils of Agony deck. I think, I wonder if, um, if uh, Intuition, Ill-Gotten Gains would, would be a better engine for that. Yeah, yeah, been brewing in that space as well, but like yeah, we left out Doomsday, me and Fluffy have tried uh, a lot of Tendrils of Agony and stuff, but like we left out Doomsday. And uh, so I, when, once we booked you, I was like, I, have I think it'd to be good. I think it'd be good. I don't okay. know that. I don't know that it'd be broken. Uh, not not to totally derail yeah. this conversation, but I, I, I think all pre-modern unbanned questions um, are a little silly when you consider that Angry Hermit is a deck. Like mm, yeah. Angry Hermit and, and Devourer <laughs> are just like such good, fast, consistent, yeah. and resilient combo decks yeah. that. Mm. When when people yeah. like worry about Earthcraft and Squirrel's Nest, I'm just like, come on, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at look at what's already legal. Yeah, that, that. <laughs> That's yeah. another discussion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so um, the conclusion is pick up for yep. LEDs. It's the better diamond yep. in sell this a format. kidney. Get get you get your four copies of LEDs today. Yeah. Yeah. Sell yes. your blood <laughs> or whatever. No, but That's yeah, a good, it's been good uh, to end on. <laughs> I'm very grateful to have had this conversation. Uh, I've I've well, learned yeah. a lot, yeah. technical details. Mm. So yeah, and I actually learned how to play another there combo deck. <laughs> if we bothered, uh, it was real nice having Anthony. I guess we're not doing any brew that. Oh yeah, yeah, we're doing brew that. Because okay, okay. now we're like postponed it for like three episodes or something. Okay, so, sure. So yeah, totally. If you're up for it, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, then I'm gonna grab a beer first. Okay, go grab a beer and and uh, Seb can edit. The... I'll just I'll I'll just have to take off my sweater. Fantastic. Yeah, I I need to I need to choose what. Um, what version of Doomsday am I playing in the November monthly? Because I've got like five different five different. This is what happens when you don't play for a couple of years. Your 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 brews uh, add up, and but you but you're not playing <laughs> them. So I I, I want to play them all, but yeah. I can only pick one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then but, then you keep buying more stuff <laughs> because you have additional brews and stuff happens in the meta, and you see other cards being played, and yeah. 
Yeah. Been there, are there. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, Anton. Yes. Hit it. All right. So Seb just played the intro. Once again. Anton's brewing We're gonna play Brudet and Screwdet, and for the listeners, it's self-explanatory in the title. But I gotta name. I'm gonna name five cards, and Anthony and Seb um, will tell if they want to brew with that card or if they think we should screw that card in pre-modern. First card, Mog Bombers. So, three colorless red. It's a 3-4 Goblins. Goblin. <laughs> uh, when another creature enters the battlefield, sacrifice Mog Bombers and it is three damage to target player or planeswalker. And since it's a brew that or screw that card, uh, you guys need to know that if uh, multiple creatures enter the battlefield at the same time, the ability triggers once for each of them. So, hmm. potentially, if we have seven creatures enter the battlefield at the same time, this will die, but it will deal uh, 21 damage, for instance. Okay. Brew that or screw that? Um, let me quickly look up the text of Sapling Burst. That gets six fate. That gets seven fate so, encounters, but. You can only make six creatures with it. Yeah. So. I will say. I will say brew that, knowing that it will never top eight a monthly. But I'm I am very tickled by the idea that I I read the card and I was just like, well, this card is absolute garbage. But then you pointed out that if multiple creatures enter the battlefield at the same time, and there are ways, I'm trying. Deranged Hermit, like uh, yeah, but Deranged Hermit yeah. triggers or you can stack oh. the, you you can stack the the triggers how you want. So, uh, but, so so okay, I because I'm interested if if we're playing, uh, let's say sneak attack. Mm. That's a cool card with this. But since Mog Bombers, so I have Mog Bombers or I sneak it in, yeah, and then I do the Deranged Hermit. What happens? So, the range tournament enters the battlefield, it will trigger Mog Bombers. Uh, and it will also trigger the put into four squirrels. So, they will trigger at the same time. So, you okay, get to choose. Then I stack this. Yeah, trigger. you get to choose which okay. resolve first. So, you, you, you'll choose the squirrels to resolve first, and they will also trigger the Mog Bombers. So, you will have five triggers on Mog Bombers before the first trigger resolve of Mog, Mog Bombers that was triggered by the range tournament coming in into itself. So, it, so it's six... 15, 15 damage. No, but don't you get range Hermit? No, isn't that five creatures with Hermit also? Yeah. No, so it's four squares plus... three? It's four squares plus Hermit. So that's five yes. triggers. Five times three is 15. But Mog isn't triggering itself also. No, no, no. It's All not right. triggering itself. Okay. It's Mog Bombers and... Uh, okay, okay. It's just for the other. Okay, then yeah. I... Then right. I I'm going okay, okay. to say uh, brew it because... Mog Bombers can be the equivalent of Valakut, the Molten Pinnacle in pre-modern, because Valakut yeah. is dealing three damage for every mountain you have that comes into play. But if you have Firecat Blitz in your graveyard, 
which has flashback, red, red, sacrifice X mountains, put X one one cat tokens into play. You can sacrifice a bunch of mountains, deal three damage for every cat, and then you're also getting X one one cats with haste. Sweet. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you exactly. So if you have five cat one ones with haste, you deal fifteen with bombers and you attack him for with the rest of the five. A yeah. pow. Okay. And intuition sets it all. I don't know. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. All right. So obviously this is a brew that I. I, I yeah, it's not good, it. but it's cool. Uh, yeah, and I I, I want to mention. Uh, so is it symbiotic worm also? Yeah, maybe? yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that could be we need a sack outlet or something, right? Symbiotic worm and its six uh, tokens would be six trigger. Could be six triggers. We seven could, seven tokens. seven tokens. We actually Eight. only. How, how does it work with the once again? I'm talking. I'm, I'm only thinking sneak attack here, <laughs> but if we uh, put in the symbiotic worm attack, yeah. then when it sacrifices with the trigger on the stack, you put in the mog bomber also. Should be possible. That's, that sounds well. Yeah, it should yeah, be possible. In, yeah. In uh, yeah, in response to the death neat, trigger, right? Yeah. So there, we have come up with two. Yeah. Silly ways to deal Dude, 21 damage all... with Mog Bombers. Yeah. Did you just break Sneak Attack, Seb? Yeah, yeah, I did. I Is did. this how we're actually supposed to play a Sneak Attack? <laughs> cool. I, I guess because you can also do it in the, your opponent's end step. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't even have, need to attack with the Symbiotic Worm. Because Symbiotic Worm has, how many uh, do you get? Seven. Seven, yeah. That's yeah. 21. Awesome. That's 21, all you need. Very cool. All right. Uh, since this episode is like so long, let's continue. <laughs> yeah. Next card, Hunting Pack. So five colorless green, green instant. Put a four, four green beast creature token into play, and it has Storm. Brew that or mm -hmm. screw that, Anthony. No. It has Storm, but you need to win with the combat step. So I say no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, harsh. Oh my god. Now, I've, I've brewed with this uh, <coughs> because I've tried to break the format before the format was a format that I crap at combo. But it's kind of nice as a cyborg card. Mm -hmm. Not a brew that card. It's decent as a cyborg card, I'd say. As like a cunning wish target or an actual cyborg card? Yeah, you can have a cunning wish target or you can have it like as an... Uh, if... Uh, you're you're responding to your. I don't remember. I've had it in sideboard. In Cunning Wake kind of. uh, in old okay. standard played it, I believe. Maybe it mm, was in yeah, Pros yeah. Bloom. I tried playing Pros Bloom. That I don't remember. <laughs> I think it's uh, decent. I I don't. It's brew that or screw that. Yeah. Do I need to brew around the card, yeah, or is yeah. it just playable? I, you can say it's playable. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay, sure. I'll go for play, playable. <laughs> So date that or okay. something. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's an issue that you have to pass the turn with this, of course. But it has. Yeah. It's an instant. But it's an so, instant, yeah. so you don't need to pass no. the turn. No. You can have enough mana. Absolutely. You, you can crack all your leads in the opponent's end step. Uh, and then cunning, the cunning wish into it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no thanks. Oh, yeah. No, you have it on the top with your future sight. <laughs> it's. 
Ja, yeah, but you can't play your lads at instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, sure. you don't need to play the lads. You have them in play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's okay, cool. Yeah. It's cool. Okay, next card. Wow, this was a staple back in the days. It was so good, but man, I have not seen this in pre-modern. Uh, Mirari. So, legendary artifact for five colorless mana. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you may pay three. If you do copy that spell, you may choose new targets for the copy. Brew that or screw that? Brew that. Anthony. I have I have brewed with it. Um, oh yeah, okay. I have. Uh, I've had a number of different like mono blue or blue white like future sight combo control decks, uh, kind of like tight sight of where you're just like jamming a future sight and just tearing through your deck and ultimate eventually like just playing a bunch of time warps. Um, and then like mm. you, your end state is like a soul Debbie digger and uh, generating infinite mana with like a turnabout. And then you can like stroke of genius, your opponent. Uh, but I would often play one or two Mirari's um, to like double up you can either double up on your turnabouts to generate more mana or double up yeah. on your uh, time warps uh, to take additional turns. Yeah. Um, I, it eventually got cut because it like didn't seem the most efficient, uh, but I always loved having it in play. Sweet. Oh, yeah, that makes me happy to hear, man. Seb, what do you think? I think we should do a pre-modern commander episode. <laughs> Because this is a commander staple, yeah. uh, I believe. It's yeah. really good. But I... Okay, Anthony has a solution for this. I'm crappy at uh, combo decks, so... I would say screw that, because I have no idea what to do with it otherwise. Yeah. It's expensive enough. It's five. If you could play... Uh, instant or sorcery spells in some... It's a tinker target. Decks. Yes, but why? Okay, yeah. You, oh. No, I have so no So I idea. copy the Tinker. I <laughs> Mirari was way better when wishes could get your other wishes because you, yeah. you basically would wish and then copy it with Mirari and like get back your, the, get back wish. the wish. Yeah. Um, so it is a yeah. bit worse than it, it was, than its original functionality, but I don't know. If you've got a Mirari's Wake in play, they, they belong together. Mirari and its Wake. Or I guess Cabal Coffers yeah. could be another um way to to get around the just prohibitive mana that'd be the two ways that i'd go either like you know again some like combo control deck where uh, you want to double up on like time warps or draw spells or something like a like an, a weird mono black control list where like you're generating a ton of yeah Correct. a ton of mana with uh with yeah. cabal coffers and you're able to like double up on your draw spells or double up on removal um yeah i, I i'm I have a soft spot for this card, so I say brew that. Ah, yeah, love it, love it. All right. I, I just want, sorry, yeah. but I want to step back one step because I just remember the hunting pack. I saw a deck, and now I see as it's a Gaius Cradle version deck yeah. that plays uh, hunting pack with dark rituals, calling the week, crop rotations, veteran <laughs> explorers, ornithopters, Frexia Walker, shield sphere, and gas cradles and lotus petals. Did it have recycle also, or no? I don't know. Ah, okay, I don't cool. Know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you can do that, some crazy that, stuff, of course. All okay. right, let's let's continue. Next card, Phyrexian Tyranny. So enchantment, blue, black, red. Whenever a player draws a card, that player loses two life unless they pay two. 
Brew that or screw that. Seb, let's start with you. I kind of like it. It's a, The big problem is that it's red. And this, I love uh, black red decks, but I haven't seen a good one in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's three, that's the, oh, it's blue, black, and red. Yeah, that's the problem. Great, but great it's a cool uh, uh, two life, whenever a player. Symmetrical. Okay, it's both. It's, yep. uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I'll go for it, but it's... I don't know how... It's more of a cyborg card. Uh, I think it's cool. I would try it out in some... But then first I need to find a deck that plays blue... Ah, Anthony looks upset I'm firmly in the brew that camp. I saw it was this past week somebody posted in the pre-modern Facebook group of a a wheel and deal, uh, winds of change... Um, deck where they were playing four copies mm-hmm. of Phyrexian Tyranny. Going old, they, old I, I don't think that list went all in. I don't think they were playing Underworld Dreams, which just pings an opponent for one every time they draw. I want to jam... F- but it's not legal. Underworld Dreams uh, is not legal. It, it was it's not legends. reprinted in Chronicles? It was only it's, printed in, like, 8th edition? No. Okay. Yeah. It's sure, not pre-modern not legal. Okay, in, well, I would, I would still want no, to... No, no. They played four... Um, they played four wheel and deals, and I think only one wins of change. So I would want to. I want to play all four wins of change. All four is wheel and deal optional. Let me play. No idea. If no wheel and deal is optional, then what were his opponents doing? Um, Let's see here. Wheel and deal. Any number of target opponents each discards yeah, his or her hand. It is not a may. It is not a may. So no. yeah, I want. I want yeah. all of those. Sweet. I want. Can we play Windfall? Windfall is sadly banned. That's, a, that's banned for no good reason. <laughs> uh, but th- there are. Some, but I would play Howling Minds. I would play Tef- more I Teferi's am, yeah. t- puzzle boxes. Uh, the cool thing about some of these cards is obviously Wheel and Deal only affects the opponent, but um, these other cards are helping you cycle through your deck as well to get more Phyrexian Tyrannies to play. The question that has to be solved is how are your Phyrexian Tyrannies not killing you? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Circle Protection Red. No, is it it's... life loss? Yeah, it's life loss, yeah. Um, yes. Are there any uh, when you draw game life effects in the format? Yeah, you have the words of worship. You can replace yeah. the draw to gain yeah. five, I guess. So I say, I say if a card is taking me to Scryfall looking for, like, what is in the format that I can do with this, then I am firmly in the brew camp. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And you, there could be some sort of pillow fort deck, I guess. When you, yeah. This is a only win. If you, you can play cards like Rustic Study, Prosperity. Oh yeah. Or can, can, Prosperity. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, there's so many good cards here. Cool. So definitely a brew that. I think so too. I really love this card. But yeah. All right, guys. Uh, last card. Another three-colored. Uh, <laughs> Card. So guided uh, passage, or do you say passage, passage. or passage? Pa- passage? Passage. Yeah. Okay. Guided passage. Um, uh, blue. If red- you're American. Yeah. Yeah. Blue. Blue. Red. Green. Sorcery. Uh, reveal the cards in your library. An opponent chooses from among them a creature card, a land card, and a non-creature non-land card. You put the chosen cards into your hand and then shuffle. 
<laughs> nightmare to resolve over webcam, obviously, but like, but come on, you, so you get three funny. cards for three mana here. Brew that or screw that. Brew that. I have, I have loved this card ever since, man, when did it come out? In 2001? This is Plane Shift. Uh, apocalypse. Oh, it's apocalypse. apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. 2001, 2002, yeah. I have, I've always tried to find a shell um, for this card. The, the yeah. problem is that non-pre-modern formats are too high-powered uh, to... Uh, to reveal your deck to your opponent and um <laughs> you know the the deck building constraints for a, a larger card pool are pretty great but um i don't know that guided passage yeah. has found a home yet in pre-modern but i there's i think that i just i just I feel like there's got to be something for it. i i want to play yeah. it with burning wish and i want to play it with magnivore um I want to play. Oh, yeah. I want to play a deck that's, that's cool. all lands all sorceries and four copies of magnivore so that every copy of Guided Passage is giving you a Magnavore, a land, and then a and then mm-hmm. a some spell from your deck. Um, I'd have to yeah. choose those sorceries very carefully so that I'm like never really disappointed. Like I want the worst thing my opponent to give me to be is like a sleight of hand or a volcanic hammer. Huh. Another guided, another guided passage. passage. That I would love that. Yeah, that would I would love be. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I love one of the rulings from uh, Gatherer. Mm-hmm. Yes, your opponent get to look at yes. all the cards in the library. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yes, yes. Uh, comma, your opponent gets to... <laughs> Not yep. even a question. Just, just like Doomsday, <laughs> like here, here, you get to see it after we resolve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool, so well, do you think brew that or screw that? Yeah. Uh, this is not my yeah. I, um, hmm. I'm I'm just thinking a land card. So you get a land. And, well, it's a bit, the the cool part about it. We're not without t- thinking about combo. Maybe that's where you're with the. It's actually you're you're drawing cards yeah. in a sense. So uh, I just can't figure out what the problem is. That it's three colored. Once again, uh, but sure, we're that. I mean, I, I'm I'm focused <laughs> on right. doing something relatively fair with it. I would also love to just bash my mm-hmm. in the same way that I bash my head against Doomsday to find something exactly. for weeks and weeks. I want to yeah. see is there a yeah. is there a combo that I can come up with that is a, one creature and a sorcery mm. so that Guided Passage yeah. has to give me that creature, and then it's either giving me mm. another Guided Passage, a Burning Wish. Or the the sorcery that I actually want, but yeah, the, the yeah. it's just finding. Well, what is that? Com- I you know I, I don't know what that what that combination of cards is. But those are the two ways that I would yeah. want to go with that. The, the the trick with cards like Guided Passage, where you are giving your opponent a choice, is it, it puts deck building constraints on you such that your opponent you're mitigating the opponent having choice. The easiest way to do that is with only a single creature in your deck, so you. You're, it's like a tutor yeah. for that, and then you want your worst case scenario. You want to be okay with the worst case scenario for the other choices. Yeah, yeah. and and you wanted it to say like put all the cards in the graveyard or something like that. So you, <laughs> when they design the card, they make it sound like oh how nice I get three D cards, but what you're actually wanting is the 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 yeah. drawback of the card. Uh, but there's no well, real drawback. They get to, card. 
yeah. playing, playing I mean, the card. If you play 52 lands and you have four creatures and you have four guided passage, then like it's a done deal. Sure. That creature <laughs> needs to be really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have we have lands yeah. decks, yeah. right? So uh, <laughs> but right. yeah, yeah. It's then shuffle your library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good also to remember for yeah, everyone. It's, it's a cool card. <laughs> All right, Seb, you can play the outro now. That's the outro. Nice. <laughs> Guys, we have talked for a long time. We have long time. Uh, we have officially given an answer to the pre-modern, the fourth mm-hmm. rule of pre-modern, aka the Harrison rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Anthony, do you have any last thing you want to address? Yeah, address I'll, I will or... just say it once more. There is still so much to do with Doomsday and pre-modern, uh, and, and I cannot do it alone. So I'm actually, I've been super thrilled to see other people take up the deck and, and uh, uh, go in new directions with it. I've actually learned a lot from other people um, the past couple of years. So I am by no means, I may have, I may have started it all, but I am uh, by no means, um, you know, the, the ultimate authority on it. So, uh, I'm excited to start playing pre-modern yeah. again, uh, trying to carve out some time, um, for that being invited That's to this right. podcast has kind of like reminded me, Hey, wait, this is a format and I need to be, I can't just, I can't just make silly lists, uh, in my X mage folder, uh, and not, and not do anything <laughs> with them. So I'm excited to, uh, hopefully start getting mm. into some monthlies again. Sounds yeah. awesome. Really nice having you and going through like just walking when I when I read up about Doomsday overall, uh, like there's a solid player base that puts down a lot of work yeah. <laughs> historically. I've never seen that for any other archetype uh, of yeah. deck than Doomsday per se, because maybe it's well, it's been cracked in a sense mm. in other format, but. Mm. There's so many that you started out with talking about it, Anton, that there, there's a reason for people yeah. thinking something about Doomsday, but it's probably not what you're thinking about. It's yeah. all the stuff going on and all the situations that we can't even address that you need to play to yeah. get to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, with, with that, uh, where will this primer be uh, posted, Anthony? Because it's, uh, I mean, it's pretty concise. It's, it's like only a few pages, but it's super good. So, Maybe we should talk. Yeah, I want to. I want to do some more work with it. The... I, uh, I'm uh, for yeah. the listeners. I, I'm kind of working on something of a tome, a codex for pre-modern doomsday. So getting in, we mentioned a couple of the other ways to kill. Um, so I kind of want to go into those piles, those approaches, pros and cons, sample lists, and then some discussion. Um, so I want to get that into like article form because I've just been kicking around in my head for a long time. So yeah, maybe I'll, uh, when I finish it, I'll, uh, reach out to Martin Berlin and, and see what, uh, what venue would be good for that. Yeah. dot com. Yeah. Like, yes, it yeah. needs to be on the mother site. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Okay, guys. That's all she wrote. Uh, and once again, thank you, Anthony, for taking your time walking, especially me, through the basics. And me, and uh, me. Yeah. 
Yeah, but Anton, you're you 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 you're halfway there, maybe or something. Uh, and uh, everyone out there, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you on the oh, on the tables. What do you on call the it? Screen. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. On the screen. Yeah. On the screen. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Right up on my government, cumulate. Either I'm off or in grade. Hey, who's to say? Doomsday. Ever since the womb, till I'm back to the essence. Read off the tomb. Either in grade or I'm on grave. Who's to say? Pass the mic like pass the peas like they used to say. Some MFers don't like how Sally walk. I tell y'all fools hella cool. Her ladies from Cali talk. Never let it interfere with the Yeti kettle slang. Nicknames off nipple and tip of nipples metal fang. Known amongst hoes for the bang bang. Known amongst foes for flow without no talking orangutans. Only Gin and tang, guzzle out a rusty tin can. Me and this mic is like yin and yang. Clang, crime don't pay. Listen, you, it's like me holding up the line at the kissing booth. I took her back to the truck, she was uncool. Spitting all out the sunroof, through her missing tooth. But then she has a sexy voice, sound like Jazzy Joyce. So I turned it up faster than a speeding knife. Strong enough to please a wife. Able to drop today's math in the 48 keys of life. Cut the crap for his rap. Touch the mic and get the same thing an A-Rab would do to you for stealing. What the devil, he's on another level. It's a word, no a name. MF, the super villain. Get Doomsday. Get